Bird Grizzlies Baseball on the Grizzlies Media Network is brought to you by Budweiser, GCS Credit Union, Commerce Bank, and Pepsi. Now let's send it to the ballpark. Here's Nate Gatter. From GCS Credit Union Ballpark in Sojay, Illinois, Gateway Grizzlies baseball is on the air to finish out a three-game series and an eight-game homestand on a hot and sticky Thursday evening east of the Mississippi. Nate Gatter, Brandon Ross with you as we begin the Budweiser pregame show on the Grizzlies media network. Whenever legendary baseball moments happen, Budweiser will be there. This Bud's for you. Gateway comes in off a win over these Lake Erie Crushers last night, 8-2. Jorge Tavares improved to 2-0 for the Grizzlies. Ryan Furabend fell to 0-2 for the Crushers, and he was knocked around by this gateway offense in the first inning. The Grizzlies scored six runs on seven hits, five of which went for extra bases, highlighted by a two-run Jose Rosario home run and doubles from Prather, Volo, Jones, and Woodcock. So Gateway brings in a 5-7 record after snapping its three-game losing streak last night, and the Grizzlies opposed these Crushers visiting with a 4-8 record, their three-game winning streak came to a close with last night's 8-2 Grizzlies win. Let's go to our Husky Trailways out-of-town scoreboard. The standings starting in the Can-Am Conference in the Atlantic Division. Quebec leads the way at 7-6. New York is a game back and Tri-City 3.5 behind. In the Northeast, Sussex County is 8-2 to lead the way. New Jersey 2.5 back and Washington 4.5 off the pace at the bottom of the division. Meanwhile, in the Midwestern Conference, Windy City leads the Central at 6-5. and five. Schaumburg trails by half a game. Joliet by one in third. And Lake Erie is two and a half back in fourth place. In the West, Florence is back in first at 10-3. and three. The Yalls have split the first two games of their series with Evansville. The Otters are a game behind in second place. We'll be keeping an eye on that game here this evening. Gateway is in third place, four and a half back of Florence. Southern Illinois brings up the rear five and a half back. In action today, Schaumburg already beat Joliet 6-2 earlier on in a game that started shortly after noon at Wintrust Field. Fourth inning at Bruno Stadium, Tri-City leads 1-0 over New York. Florence has a 3-2 lead early going, second inning at UC Health Stadium down there in northern Kentucky. So again, we'll be uh, keeping an eye on that one and pulling for the Otters early in the season as it may be. Second inning in Washington, the Wild Things and New Jersey are tied up 2-2, and Quebec leads 1-0 in the second on the road over Sussex County. Southern Illinois at Windy City will be getting underway about 20 minutes after we do tomorrow night's opponent for the Grizzlies, the homestanding Windy City Thunderbolts, and the Southern Illinois Miners taking on them tonight. That's our Husky Trailways out-of-town scoreboard. On the road, the Grizzlies trust Husky Trailways. You can, too, at HuskyBus. We'll take a very quick break and be back with the Commerce Bank starting lineups after this. The Grizzlies and the Crushers in their series finale. Coming up next, this is the Budweiser pregame show on the Grizzlies Media Network. What to expect when you're expecting a teenager learning the lingo. Jelly. Jelly adjective. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. It's important for you to talk to someone about it. I felt so much better after my son told me, Mom, we'll figure it out. 
When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Tom has been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. I was really starting to worry. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. You're listening to the Budweiser Pregame Show on the Grizzlies Media Network. Nate Gatter, Brandon Ross back with you from GCS Credit Union Ballpark in Sojay, where our Budweiser Pregame Show continues here on the Grizzlies Media Network before first pitch in the series and homestand finale between the Grizzlies and the visiting Lake Erie Crushers. To the friends you can always count on, Bud Light, famous among friends. Time now for our Commerce Bank starting lineups. First for the visiting Crushers under first-year manager Dan Roan. They bring in a 4-8 and eight record off the loss yesterday, which snapped a three-game losing streak or winning streak for them. And they are two-and-a-half back in fourth place in the Central Division. Sean Dunstan, Jr. leads off in center field. He's having an excellent series against his former club. Stephen Kraft follows in left field. Carl Ellison is back in the lineup doing the catching, and he will bat third. Trevor Achenbaugh bats cleanup as the shortstop. He is homered in this series. Followed by Brody Wofford at first base, hitting fifth. The number six batter is Connor Oliver. He's in right field. Javier Betancourt will be at third base, batting seventh. Steve Passatempo, the DH, hits eighth. And second baseman General MacArthur rounds out the order, batting ninth. Robbie Rowland, the six foot five, 225 pound right hander from Cloverdale, California, former Southern Illinois minor, will be on the mound for the Crushers. Meanwhile, for Gateway, a 5-7 and seven record under first-year manager Cameron Roth. They lead off with Abdiel Diaz at short, then Jay Prather at second base, followed by the DH, Ty Moore. Jose Rosario homered last night. He's hitting cleanup at third. Axel Johnson is the right fielder batting fifth. Andres Rigno will be behind the plate, catching, hitting sixth. Number seven batter is Eric Jones in left field. Justin Jones follows at first base, and the number nine hitter is Dustin Woodcock in center field with a 6'4", 225-pound left-hander from Margate, Florida, Jordan Barrett on the mound for Gateway. Tonight's lineups were brought to you by Commerce Bank. Challenge accepted. This has been the Budweiser pregame show. First pitch will be coming up next. Step aside for a moment and back with a finale after this on the Grizzlies Media Network. My name is Hunter Hayes. I know myself, and I know my buzzed warning signs. One shot is about knowing my limits or not necessarily knowing my limits. I start with one shot to have a good time. One of the signs that I'm starting to feel a little buzz is when I start solving not only my own problems, but the entire world's problems. When I know I'm going out, I know I'm going to start with calling for a ride. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Hey, hon, what you doing with your phone? Taking pictures? No. I'm asking questions. Like what? Hey, Bobo, do flowers have best friends? I'm sorry. I'm afraid I don't know that. Hey, follow me. I want to show you something. Look, flowers do have best friends. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Three, two, one. Oh, no. Which button am I... When every second counts, you can't wing it. Uh, guys, a little help up here. 
In a home fire, you may have less than two minutes to get out. So make a family home fire escape plan. Then practice home fire drills at least twice a year so everyone knows what to do when they hear. Prepare your family at ready.gov slash fire drill. Brought to you by FEMA, the Ag Council, and Make Safe Happen. To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork. Yeah, I can do this. You go, Karen! By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. Sweet strawberry icing. You're in goodwill and just past that vintage denim jacket you spot. Miniature donut earrings. You lean in. Ah. <sighs> That's the scent of shopping success. Because at Goodwill, every item you buy funds local job training and more. So bring home those donut earrings and bring home so much good to your community. Goodwill. Bring good home. Brought to you by Goodwill and the Ad Council. Jordan Barrett goes to the mound for Gateway as we get ready to get underway in game three of this series and eight of this homestand before the Grizzlies go on the road against Windy City starting tomorrow night. Brandon Ross will have it for you right here on the Grizzlies Media Network. The Budweiser pregame show will get underway at 6.50 Central Time before a 7.05 first pitch up at Ozinga Field against the Thunderbolts. First, we have first pitch coming up here from GCS Credit Union Ballpark in Soje, where Jordan Barrett is throwing his warm-up tosses. Six foot four, 225 pound left-hander from Margate, Florida. He is so far this year 0-1 with a 5.14 earned run average in his two starts. Over seven innings, he struck out five, walked nine. The league is hitting 280 against him, but most of those issues, both the scoring against him and the walks, came at his first start against Schaumburg a couple of uh, Fridays ago, two weeks ago tomorrow. And against Florence in this ballpark last weekend, he resolved a lot of those issues. He allowed two runs, only one earned over five innings, and walked just three against the Yalls. He will take on Dunstan, Kraft, and Ellison in the top of the first inning for Lake Erie. The Crushers in their purples on the road with gray pants, Lake Erie in white capital letters straight across the chest. Gateway in the home whites, top and bottom, navy caps and belts. Gold Grizzlies script in cursive angled across the chest. So Sean Dunstan Jr., the former Grizzly, settles into the lefty box. His former teammate Barrett delivers a fastball for a strike over the outside corner, and we're underway at 6.46 local time. It is 90 degrees and sunny in Soje, the warmest first pitch temperature of the season thus far. The pitch, Dunstan takes outside, one ball, one strike. First pitch weather report brought to you by ServPro. If unpredictable weather causes damage to your home, turn to the experts at ServPro. Faster to any size disaster. One and one delivery. Dunstan tops it foul off his leading right leg in the batter's box. It's one ball and two strikes. Sean hitting 265. He has not homered. He's driven in four. Swiped a single-season franchise record 36 bags with Gateway in 2019. Already has nine steals this year. One-two pitch is a slider, and he swings and misses in front of it. Strike three. 
Only the sixth strikeout of the year for Jordan Barrett in seven and one-third innings. Last year, he piled up 108 in 96 and two-thirds. So generally has been a relatively high strikeout guy. And at his best in 2019 with Gateway, he was fantastic. That's the first Grizzly strikeout of the evening, brought to you by Julie, the Illinois one-call system. And Stephen Kraft takes a fastball for strike one. Right-hand batting crushers left fielder hitting at 310. He does not yet have an extra base hit. Three RBIs. Now the pitch. Kraft takes a fastball for strike two over the outside quarter. Jordan is working quickly early on tonight. And he is in the strike zone, which is very good to see. Rocker step and the two-strike delivery on the way. Kraft takes a backdoor slider that stays outside. One ball and two strikes. Mike Weinstein is behind the plate as part of our three-man umpiring crew provided by the Frontier League tonight. Eric Eckert at first, Trevor Klosterman at third. The pitch. Kraft swings and ropes one past the third baseman Rosario into left field for a base hit. So Stephen Kraft has the first base hit of the ball game. A single with one out in this top of the first inning. And he is aboard in front of Carl Ellison, the powerful right-hand batter who did not play yesterday, but he was the starter behind the plate for the Crushers in game one of this series. Ellison was two out of five in that game, out of double and a run scored. Lefty to righty, the stretch by Barrett, and the first one. Ellison takes low for a ball. Gateway has struggled defensively in this series. The Grizzlies have made five errors in the first two games after they made only four errors their first 10 games of 2021 combined. Kraft leads from first where Justin Jones holds him on. He has a big lead. Barrett throws over that way and Kraft is back standing. Defensively, the Grizzlies have Eric Jones in left field. Dustin Woodcock in center, Axel Johnson in right. Third to first on the infield, it's the aforementioned Jose Rosario. Then Abdiel Diaz, Jay Prather, Justin Jones at first, and Andres Regno catching for Barrett. Watto pitch is taken high. Two balls and no strikes on Ellison. He's batting 265, one home run, and four RBIs. Trevor Ockenbaugh, the Crusher's cleanup man, is on deck. The 2-0 delivery, Kraft runs. Ellison pops it foul right side and out of play. Kraft got a good jump. Interesting that he was going on first move because he was able to get back easily on Barrett's pickoff move earlier in this at bat. I guess he just got a very good read or decided to take the chance on this particular move. He's out to another solid lead past the cutout by about a foot. The pitch, Ellison fouls it back to the base of the screen, two balls and two strikes. Kraft has stolen th uh, three bases so far this year on four tries. 
including one in the opener of this series on Tuesday night. A big comeback by the Crushers to win 11 to six. Throw over to first, Kraft is back standing again. Gateway led six to four in that ball game going to the seventh when Lake Erie partially by hitting some rockets off of Cody Thompson out of the Grizzlies pen and partially as a result of Gateway's defensive struggles with three errors in the inning scored seven runs to go up 11 to six and the Crushers won by that margin. Another throw to first, Kraft is picked off. Jones has to throw down a second. The tag by Diaz is there for the out. 1-3-6 on the pickoff caught stealing. Steven Kraft was playing a dangerous game in that at bat. Evidently was just guessing and either he was gonna go back on first move or he was gonna take off on first move. He got it right the first time, but Ellison spoiled it with a foul ball. He did not get it right the second time. So he's now three of five on the base pass this year. One for two in this series. And two down, nobody on, no score in the first. Two-two pitch to Ellison. He takes strike three called. Fastball paints the outside corner. A pair of Ks for Barrett, who faces the minimum in the first inning despite a single, nobody left on base. After half an inning in Soge, Lake Erie nothing and Gateway coming up on the Grizzlies Media Network. Adopt US Kids presents what to expect when you're expecting a teenager learning the lingo. Jelly, jelly adjective. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. It's important for you to talk to someone about it. I felt so much better after my son told me, Mom, we'll figure it out. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Tom has been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. I was really starting to worry. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Hey, this is Ty Moore. Moore ropes it towards right over the head of a leaping Betancourt base hit. RBI single for Ty Moore. And you're listening to Grizzlies Baseball on the Grizzlies Media Network. Ty Moore brings us back as we head to the bottom of the first inning. Uh, the Grizzlies Media Network, Nate Gatter, Brandon Ross with you from GCS Credit Union Ballpark in Soge. Moore will be due up third in this bottom of the first inning after Abdiel Diaz and Jay Prather. The remainder of the lineup for Cameron Raw tonight is Jose Rosario, Axel Johnson, Andres Regno, Eric Jones, Justin Jones, and Dustin Woodcock. They are facing the 6'5", 225-pound right-hander Robbie Rowland from Cloverdale, California. He is off to a 1-0 start with a 3.75 earned run average in his first two Crushers outings. 
over 12 innings. He has struck out 11, walked six, and the league is hitting 268 against him. He won his Crusher's debut back on the 29th of May against Washington up in Avon, allowed one run over six innings. He gave up four to Evansville across six innings at Bossy Field on the 3rd of June. That was last Thursday, exactly a week ago, a game that finished technically in a 4-4 tie and went to a home run derby that the Otters won. This is not a Crusher's ball club, particularly well built to win a home run derby. So the tall former Southern Illinois miner strides onto the first base out of the rubber, out of the windup. He works to the lefty batting Abdiel Diaz, who takes a fastball for a strike of the inside. And Diaz, you know what, Roland's got a heck of a look going here today. Yeah, in his official Frontier League picture, uh, picture this year, one strike pitch is taken high, one and one. His beard is long enough that he uh, he ties it off. He has like the little rubber band type thing at like the bottom. Like a beard, beard bun? I guess. Is hey, that a thing? Yeah, I, I mean, did I just make it a thing? One and one pitch, Diaz takes for strike two. That was sort of my question. Is yeah, are you I making mean, it a thing? Yeah, I mean, you seem to indicate last night I had Merriam-Webster dictionary level powers in creating new vocabulary. It's not not a beard bun. He doesn't have it in the bun today, I don't think, does he? No, he does. He does. One and two pitch. Swinging a foul off to the left and out of play. It's pretty long even before you get to the, the little part that's tied off at the bottom. What a two pitch. Diaz takes low, two balls and two strikes. Do you think that's a fashion statement or is, is there like a functionality question here is it more practical maybe both you know it's interesting he makes a lot of YouTube videos about pitching mechanics and he still rocks the same look swing and a miss by Diaz on a fastball above his belt and he strikes out so Roland has the first man he faces in this bottom of the first inning Gateway and Lake Erie have no score one out and nobody on for the Grizzlies with Jay Prather coming up the hottest hitting Grizzly of late Got the stirrups going, too. Yeah, Roland wears those purple stirrups up uh, almost to his knees. The windup of the pitch to the lefty batter, Prather, is bounced toward the right side, past the dive of the first baseman, Wofford into right field, a base hit for Prather. Came in hitting 333 with seven extra base hits in his first nine Grizzlies games. And that average is on the rise already. With a one-out single, the first Grizzlies hit of the ball game, brought to you by Montclair Animal Hospital. If your furry friend isn't feeling well or in need of an annual checkup, bring them to Montclair Animal Hospital where their mission is to give each pet their full attention. And now that extends Jay Prather's hitting streak to six games. So here is Ty Moore, left-hand batting DH, 278 average. No homers, two batted in. Rolling the stretch in the pitch. Moore takes a fastball strike. Roland was originally drafted by Arizona in the third round back in 2010 out of high school. He was traded to the Pirate system. He sets above the belt and the one strike offering to Moore after a long hold is on the way. Moore swings over a slider and misses for strike two. 
Bounced around a few other minor league systems, including in and out of affiliated baseball and independent ball. Two strike pitch. Moore chops it towards second, a high hop for MacArthur. He puts a tag on a spinning Prather and flips it to first for the easy double play. Very nicely done by MacArthur. And not a whole lot that Prather could have done in that situation. So both teams get one out singles, and in both situations, the starting pitchers wriggle out of it having faced the minimum. We head to the second, no score on the Grizzlies media network. We are live outside the home of Joe and Rosie Goddard, where a pretty big tickle fight broke out just minutes ago. Sources say their father instigated the laughter. Let's go inside for a comment. <laughs> Apparently, they have no comment. Dads, let this be a reminder that it only takes a moment to make a moment. Call 877-4DAD411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. It's 4 a.m., Monday, and you're literally sucking baby snot through a tube because she's congested. Man, that's love. And if you love her that much, love her enough to make sure she's buckled in the right car seat. To make sure your child's in the right seat for their age and size, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Man, I love my kids so much. I once sat for three hours in the cold rain to watch her soccer team lose by 18 goals. I love my kids so much, I once used a tube to suck snot out of her stuffed nose at 3 a.m. You win. Love your kids? Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat. From toddlers to tweens, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to find the right seat for their age and size. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. One in three adults has pre-diabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man, your worst man, you, your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has pre-diabetes, with early diagnosis, pre-diabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Nothing after an inning from GCS Credit Union Ballpark in Soje. We head to the top of the second. Jordan Barrett delivers to Trevor Achenbaugh, who swings and misses at a bell tie fastball for a strike. Achenbaugh, the right hand hitting shortstop, a 310 average, two home runs, and three RBIs. Tall southpaw Barrett from the windup, one strike offering. Achenbaugh swings through another high fastball, and it's 0 2. He'll be followed by Brody Wofford and then Connor Oliver, the four, five, and six hitters for the Crushers. Barrett allowed a one-out single to Stephen Kraft in the first, but Kraft was caught stealing when Barrett picked him off. The pitch, Achenbaugh takes very high, ball one. And Jordan otherwise struck out the other two men he faced. Dunstan leading off for Lake Erie, chased a low slider. And Carl Ellison looked at a fastball over the outside to strike out looking. One ball, two strikes now on the former River City Rascal, Trevor Achenbaugh. Here it is. 
He takes strike three called. Fastball of the outside corner to a right-handed batter. Very similar to the fastball that punched out Ellison to finish the first. That is three strikeouts already for Jordan Barrett, brought to you by Julie, the Illinois one-call system. Know what's below. Before you dig, always call Julie at 811 or visit IllinoisOneCall.com. So here is Brody Wofford, left-handed batter. Barrett the wind-up and the delivery. Wofford fouls it back to the screen. Wofford hitting 265. He has not homered. He's driven in seven. Barrett looks calm and comfortable so far tonight. The pitch. Wofford takes a fastball that buzzes by the Lake Erie lettering across his chest. And it's one ball and one strike. One out, nobody on. Nothing, nothing game in the top of the second. The finale of a three-game series and an eight-game gateway homestand. Rubber match of this set as well. One and one delivery is a curve that drops in for a strike. One and two. Gateway lost a rubber match earlier in this homestand against Florence on Sunday. A disappointing series that was for the Grizzlies, but a win today could get them back to 500 for the homestand. They would win four out of the eight. Now the pitch. Wofford takes, fastball strike three called. Outside corner at the knees. This time to a left-handed batter. Jordan Barrett is living with those pitches. Four strikeouts, three of them looking to the last three batters in a row. All brought to you by Julie, the Illinois one-call system. And that brings in another left-handed batter, Connor Oliver. Oliver batting at 200. One home run and eight RBIs. First one to him is taken just outside for a ball. Oliver in an open stance, bent at the knees. Here it comes. He swings and lifts a high fly ball in a medium deep right center. Woodcock had him shaded that way from center field. A little shuffle back into his left, and he makes the catch to end the inning. So a 1-2-3 frame with a couple more strikeouts for Barrett. He's K'd four in two scoreless. We head to the bottom of the second. Nothing, nothing on the Grizzlies media network. And I know my buzzed warning signs. One shot is about knowing my limits or not necessarily knowing my limits. I start with one shot to have a good time. One of the signs that I'm starting to feel a little buzz is when I start solving not only my own problems, but the entire world's problems. When I know I'm going out, I know I'm gonna start with calling for a ride. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Three, two, one. Oh no, which button am I? Oh. When every second counts, you can't wing it. Uh, guys, a uh, little help up here. In a home fire, you may have less than two minutes to get out. So make a family home fire escape plan. Then practice home fire drills at least twice a year so everyone knows what to do when they hear. Prepare your family at ready.gov slash fire drill. Brought to you by FEMA, the Ag Council, and Make Safe Happen. 
Calling the all-new 2021 Ford F-150 just tough is like calling me, D-Nice, just a DJ. Call it fresh with an available interior work surface for putting in work or getting in lunch. Call it connected with standard Sync 4 technology plus a huge available 12-inch touchscreen. Call it capable with available Pro Power onboard outlets for tools or turntables. Call me D-Nice. Actually, tough this smart can only be called F-150. Introducing the all-new 2021 Ford F-150. Built Ford Proud. Built Ford Tough. Dive by Diaz, he spears it off a hop and throws him out. First base, Andres Regno is absolutely clobbered. High and deep to left, it could go gone. Gateway Grizzlies baseball on the Grizzlies Media Network. Four, five, and six scheduled the bat for the Grizzlies as we go to the bottom of the second inning. Nothing, nothing. Jose Rosario, Axel Johnson, and Andres Regno will be the gateway hitters against the right-hander Robbie Rowland, who allowed a one-out single to Prather in the first inning, but then erased him on a ground ball double play. Right-hander to right-hander, here it is. Rosario swings at the first pitch and lifts a fly into center, sends Dunstan back, still going to the track, reaches out, it's over his head, and short hops the center field fence. Rosario rounds first and eases into second with a leadoff double. Jose Rosario on the first pitch he saw yesterday from Ryan Firaben, homer to left center, a two-run shot. And on the first pitch he sees tonight, he goes to dead center field for a leadoff double over Dunstan's head. This really has been his series. That's his sixth hit. Rosario had been quiet at the plate before that. He was not hitting for a very high average and essentially no power. That's his third double of the year. Had the, the homer yesterday as part of a two-hit game. And had three hits, all singles, and a run scored in the opener Tuesday night. Here's the lefty batter, Axel Johnson. Roland deals, and Johnson grounds a slider sharply to second. It's scooped up easily by General MacArthur, and he flips to first to get Johnson. That moves Rosario to third. So the Grizzlies have the potential first run of the ball game only 90 feet away with one out in the bottom of the second inning, and Andres Regno is coming up. Only two pitches, and both have been put in play so far from Roland in this inning. He's faced five batters so far and has only thrown 12 pitches. Rosario at third for the righty batter, Regno. Lake Erie's infield is in all the way around. The outfield plays him a little bit shallow, especially in left. And Andres bounces a slider to third, scooped up awkwardly off a short hop by Betancourt, sliding to his left. He sets his feet, looks Rosario back, and throws out Regno at first base. So all three gateway hitters so far in this inning have gone after the first pitch. Rosario with fantastic result. Johnson and Regno much less so. But that was a good play by Betancourt. It was awkward. He knew he had a lot of time with Regno running, and he took it. So now it becomes a more pressured at bat for Eric Jones with two outs in the last of the second. Rosario at third in a scoreless game. Righty to righty, here's the pitch. Jones swings at a slider and fouls it off. Bouncing ball up the third base side. It was a good pitch to hit. You can understand why he swung, but almost had an entire inning in which every batter swung at the first pitch and put it in play. 
It's a shame for Roland he's allowed any hits because that's uh, how you set yourself up for a long, long ball game. Swinging a bouncer to third off a short hop on the backhand. Betancourt feels it and throws out Jones. Four Grizzlies batters come up. They swing at all five pitches in the inning. They make contact with all five, four of them in play, and they do not score. No runs, one hit. Rosario left at third. The third inning is next. It's Gateway nothing and Lake Erie nothing on the Grizzlies Media Network. Sweet strawberry icing. You're in goodwill and just past that vintage denim jacket you spot. Miniature donut earrings. You lean in. Ah. Oh. That's the scent of shopping success. Because at Goodwill, every item you buy funds local job training and more. So bring home those donut earrings and bring home so much good to your community. Goodwill, bring good home. Brought to you by Goodwill and the Ad Council. 180 over 111 and I had a stroke. I couldn't speak. I'd walk. 150 over 90, and I had a stroke. This is what high blood pressure sounds like. You might not feel its symptoms, but the results from a stroke are far from silent. Get back on your treatment plan or talk with your doctor to create a plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhpp.org. I had to tell everything's changed. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. Melissa from Michigan. I work an extra part-time job serving lunch at my child's school, but I still can't afford to put food on our table. Daniel from California. Choosing whether to pay the rent or pay to fix the car to get to work doesn't leave us with much at all. Now we can't even pay for meals. Hunger is a story we can end. End it at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Gateway nothing, Lake Erie nothing after two innings from GCS Credit Union Ballpark in Soge. Nate Gatter and Brandon Ross back with you as we go to the third. Jordan Barrett back to work for the Grizzlies. He has struck out four in two scoreless innings, allowed a single in the first inning to Stephen Kraft, but picked him off of first base, so he has faced the minimum, and we'll see the bottom third in the Crusher's order. Javier Betancourt, Steve Passatempo, and General MacArthur in the third inning. Gateway got a leadoff double from Jose Rosario in the bottom of the second, but couldn't cash it in. Lefty to righty, Barrett winds and lets fly. Betancourt takes a fastball high and wide, ball one. 139 average for Betancourt. He does not yet have an extra base hit. One RBI to his name early in the season. The 1-0 pitch. Betancourt fouls it off. The end of his bat off the right side and out of play. So one ball, one strike. Barrett has thrown 25 pitches thus far. More than two-thirds have been in the strike zone. One and one delivery. Betancourt swings in front of a good slider. Strike two. And if Barrett is living in the strike zone 70% of the time, he will be one of the best pitchers in the Frontier League. Just needs to limit the free base runners. One and two pitch. Betancourt scoops a slider into left field. 
And that is Eric Jones out there who started in and then backs up to make the catch. Ball carried a lot last night. Looks like it might be doing the same tonight, even with the wind now blowing more out to right rather than dead center. Because it's understandable that Eric Jones would have started in on that ball. It was a slider below his knees that Betancourt went down to lift into left. Pitch to Steve Passatempo is a fastball fouled back to the screen. But Jones in the end had to reverse course and back up maybe a step or two beyond where he had initially been positioned. One out, nobody on. No score in the visitor's third. And the 0-1 pitch to the righty batter Passatempo on the way. He takes up and outside. One ball, one strike. 135 average so far this year for the Crusher's designated hitter. Does not yet have a home run. He has driven in four. The rocker step, the kick, and the pitch. Pass the tempo, swings in front of a good curve from Barrett. And it's one ball, two strikes. Jordan more so than most pitchers, partially because he can pile up the strikeouts and even more importantly because he allows very, very few home runs, becomes excellent quickly if he does not walk batters. One-two pitch. Pass the tempo, takes a fastball high and wide. Two balls, two strikes to count. Former 18th round pick of the Blue Jays in 2017. Barrett had some very good moments over a couple of years in the Jays system after they took him out of Elon Division I school in North Carolina. Two and two offering. Pass a tempo takes just outside up above the belt. Three balls, two strikes. Barrett reached double-A New Hampshire in the Toronto system where he was briefly teammates with Vladimir Guerrero Jr. at the time a mega prospect and now enjoying a breakout campaign for Toronto. Payoff pitch. Pass the tempo, swings and misses at a curve that bounces in, but gets away from Regno all the way to the backstop, and pass the tempo will reach. Strikeout wild pitch allows pass the tempo to get on, despite being the fifth strikeout victim of the evening for Jordan Barrett. He's a one-out base runner in the third for Lake Erie with the number nine batter, General MacArthur, coming to the plate. No score, third inning. Pass the tempo at first where Jones will have to hold him on. The middle infielders play double plate depth with the outfield straight away against the righty batter, MacArthur. Straight away stance, close to the plate. Barrett the stretch, sets at the letters and deals. MacArthur takes just outside, a fastball for ball one. Barrett never did quite reach AAA Buffalo, which is where the Blue Jays now are playing their home games. Throw over to first and pass the tempo is back. For all the success Guerrero is enjoying this year, and it is considerable, he hasn't yet been able to do it in front of his home fans. The Blue Jays started the season at their spring training home in Dunedin, Florida. 1-0 delivery. MacArthur takes outside. Two balls and no strikes. And now in Buffalo until hopefully an arrangement can be worked out with both the Canadian government and the 
provincial government in Ontario. 2-0 pitch. MacArthur takes a fastball for a strike. And that means the Buffalo Bisons of AAA, the Blue Jays affiliate, have been displaced. 2-1 offering. MacArthur bounces it toward the left side. The shortstop Diaz to his right. Backhands in the hole. Long throw to first. MacArthur is saved. Infield single for MacArthur. The second crusher's hit. And there are two on with one out. The top of the Lake Erie order coming up. Still a scoreless game in this third inning. And Sean Dunstan Jr., who's had a fantastic series against his former club, has a chance to do more damage. Dunstan is five out of 11 so far in this series, including a double, two RBIs, a couple of runs scored, and four stolen bases. That's in two games plus his strikeout in the first inning tonight. He has Passa Tempo at second and MacArthur at first with one out in the visitors' third inning. Both teams now have two hits. Neither has yet scored. Left-hander to left-hander. Here it is. Dunstan takes a fastball strike over the outer half. But the Bisons are now playing their home games rather than in Buffalo, in Trenton, New Jersey, at what was the home of the Trenton Thunder, still is. One strike pitch. Dunstan swings and drives one right center field. The long run for Woodcock to his left. He runs it down and makes the catch. The Lake Erie runners had both rounded second. This is going to be a double play. Pass the tempo is doubled off of second. MacArthur was screaming behind him almost halfway to third before they realized that ball might be caught. Woodcock ran it down on the warning track in right center, and it's just a shame there was an out because that would have been the easiest triple play you will ever see. That throw came in, and second base was tagged before either runner had made it back to second. Our third base umpire, Trevor Klosterman, had to point it past the tempo to make it clear he was the one doubled off, and not MacArthur, who hadn't even made it back to second himself, and he had to go all the way back to first. Great catch by Woodcock. What a phenomenal jump to run that ball down. An awful base running by the Crushers. We go to the bottom of the third. Gateway and Lake Erie have no score after two and a half on the Grizzlies Media Network. In the wake of a disaster, what one thing can you send that will help people the most? A blanket, a tent, a sandbag, a doctor. Actually, if you send a monetary donation, you send all these things. Even a small donation can make a big impact and can quickly become exactly what people affected by disaster need most. In the wake of a hurricane, your monetary donation can make a huge difference to those in need. To donate, visit supporthurricanerelief.org. That's supporthurricanerelief.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Hi, it's Olivia Munn with my shelter pets, Frankie and Chance. Say hi, guys. <coughs> when I adopted them, I discovered that they both have incredible personalities. Chance's sole purpose in life is to love and to be loved. Frankie is a little bit of a scoundrel and always entertaining. They're a little bit of a lot of things, but they're all pure love. Adopt pure love at theshelterpetproject.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, the Humane Society of the United States, and Maddie's Fund. Hey, Kevin, thinking about retirement? I've thought about it, but it's too late for me to save. 
with Avo, a retirement coach, it's never too late. Where can I learn more? Visit aceyourretirement.org today. A message from AARP and the Ad Council. Hey, this is Justin Jones, and you're listening to Grizzlies Baseball on the Grizzlies Media Network. GCS Credit Union will make your kids into rock star savers. Just $5 opens a savings account, and all GCS youth clubs are free. Visit mygcscu.com. That's mygcscu.com for more details. So a double play, the likes of which you will rarely, if ever, see. I cannot recall a time when I've seen a runner doubled off with another runner who hadn't even made it back to that base. There were two crushers between third base and second base running back towards second, and neither one had yet made it back when the throw came in for the double play. And I am genuinely sad that there was an out already in the inning because uh, that would have been uh, a lot more fun if there weren't. Justin Jones will lead off for Gateway in the bottom of the third. The Grizzlies and Lake Erie have no score after two and a half. Jones will be followed by Dustin Woodcock, who triggered that double play in center field, and then Abdiel Diaz, the eight, nine, and one batters. First pitch, Jones lifts one foul, right side out of play. So gateway hitters have now offered at seven consecutive pitches going back to the first inning. Ty Moore grounded into a double play to finish the first. Then all four Grizzlies who came up in the second offered at every pitch. Only one of them saw multiple in his at bat. It was Eric Jones who made the last out. He fouled one off first. The pitch. Justin tried to check his swing at a curve that drops in for a called strike, so I guess that technically ends the string. Roland faced four batters, allowed a double, and then got three ground outs in the second, and it took him only five pitches. He's ahead. No balls, two strikes on Justin Jones, who brings in a 209 average. The pitch. Justin ticks it foul off of Carl Ellison, the Lake Erie catcher. Jones has not yet homered as a Grizzly. He's driven in four, and it's been a nice homestand for him at the plate after a slow start. Back of the box, right side, ever so slightly open stance. Roland deals. Justin takes, just low. Fastball looking for the outside of the knees. Looked like he found the outside, but not so much the knees. And it's one ball, two strikes now on Jones, former Angels farmhand out of Georgia State. Rolling the windup from the first base out of the rubber. Here he comes. Jones takes, low again. Almost the same spot, if anything, maybe a little bit lower. Roland has found his spots well, though. He has been almost exclusively in the strike zone. Those last two balls to Jones were only balls three and four of his 20 pitches so far tonight. He shakes one sign, nods at the second, and the pitch. Jones swings and grounds it sharply up third, but foul. Nothing, nothing game. Nobody on, nobody out. Bottom of the third. And it's two balls, two strikes on Justin Jones. Who is, if nothing else, making Roland work. Next pitch will be Roland seventh. Here it is. And Jones swings and misses at a slider below his knees. Might have just ticked it into Ellison's mitt. 
Mike Weinstein was checking to see if Ellison caught it, although that might have been just to determine if Jones was eligible to run or not. Either way, it's the second strikeout for Roland, and there's one away in the home third with Dustin Woodcock now the batter. But Roland threw two more pitches to Jones than he did to all four men combined he faced in the second, so at least Jones made him work a little. Now the lefty batter, Dustin Woodcock, 231 average. He does not yet have a home run. He's driven in three, along with three doubles in his seven games so far this year. First pitch, Dustin swings and misses a little bit late. Out of Altai Heater, it's no balls, one strike. Top of the order on deck in Abdiel Diaz. Roland shakes one sign, then another, then another, then another. How many pitches does he throw? Time called by Dustin Woodcock. Unless Ellison was just telling him to shake, which sometimes does happen, Roland rejected at least four pitches. He's now sh shaking another one and another. Now he nods. And the pitch. Woodcock swings and golfs a fastball down the left field line, pretty deep, slicing away from the left fielder Kraft over to his right to make the catch. About 10 feet or so before getting to the foul line, still well short of the warning track. And there are two down. So that brings up the aforementioned leadoff man, Diaz, who struck out his first time, one of a couple of Ks for Roland so far in two and two-thirds scoreless. 24 pitches for Roland. 20 of them have been strikes. That's better than 83%. Diaz, the switch batter, waits in the lefty box. The pitch taken down low. A fastball that bounced in front of the plate. One ball, no strikes. Just to put a bow, by the way, on what we were talking about at the top of this inning with the, uh, the Bisons misplaced to play in Trenton, the Thunder are still a team. 1-0 pitch is taken for a strike. They're in the draft league now, or one of MLB's draft leagues, and they had been at AA. They were the Yankees' AA affiliate for quite some time, replaced by the Somerset Patriots, who were called into affiliated ball from the Atlantic League, the top level of independent baseball generally. 1-1 one one pitch is taken at the knees for strike two. So you the Bisons... Yeah, where that happened too. Yeah, the Bisons are now playing in Trenton, and as part of that agreement, when they play at home, they are playing as the Trenton Thunder in order to appeal to the hometown fans. But then when they go on the road, they're the Buffalo Bisons and they wear their normal uniforms. One, two pitches down low, two and two. So a little identity crisis maybe for some of those players. Maybe a little bit. Totally different look uh, at home and on the road, but just happy, I would imagine, to have a ballpark rather than the next solution, which would be have fun traveling all the time. Two out, nobody on, no score in the third. And Diaz calls time before a two and two pitch from Roland. Here it comes. Diaz takes a backdoor slider that just backed up on Roland a little bit and stayed outside. Three balls, two strikes. You mentioned how Somerset got called out of the Atlantic League. Sugar Lane Skeeters, same situation now, AAA of the Houston Astros, and then with the Twins, St. Paul Saints from the American Association making the jump to AAA. Payoff pitch. 
Diaz bounces it back over the mound. The shortstop, Achenbach, slipped. He gets to the ball behind second base, but by the time he gloves it, he has no play and doesn't even take it out of his glove. Had he not slipped initially when he went for his first step, he might have had a chance to make a throw, but even then it would have been a tough play. And it's an infield single for Abdiel Diaz, who continues his toward pace in this homestand. And he's on with two down in a scoreless game, third inning. With Jay Prather now the batter, he singled his first time on a ground ball through the right side. Wonder if he might take a pitch or two to give Diaz an opportunity to steal second base. Abdiel has swiped two out of his three tries so far this year. Wofford holds him on. Good lead. Roland holds and deals. Diaz runs. Prather lifts a fly ball down the left side, slicing foul and out of play, just over the Grizzlies' bullpen bench and unreachable for Stephen Kraft. That's one where I think you might like to see Jay Prather take that pitch because Diaz got a really good jump considering how long Roland held the ball. And I think Diaz had that bag pretty safely stolen. No balls, one strike on Prather. Diaz back to first base, takes a smaller lead for the moment now. Roland sets above the belt. Another long hold, a spin and a throw to first. Diaz dives back. I would have been surprised to see Abdiel running on that pitch just because you don't normally see runners go two pitches in a row like that. At the same time, if he's going to go again, you want to do it as early in the at-bat as possible to give Prather as much time to drive him in as you can. The pitch, Diaz does not run. Prather grounds it up first and foul. And now I would think we'll see Diaz run again with two strikes and two outs. You wonder if that tempts Lake Erie rather than going to a rolling breaking ball to try a fastball elevated or off the plate outside that would be easier for Ellison to handle as he throws down to second base if Diaz were to run. Out to a slightly bigger lead now. Rolling the stretch. And the two-strike pitch. Diaz bluffs. It's a pitch out up and away. Ball one to Prather. That was well executed by Roland. Ellison was ready. Baiting Diaz to run. He did not take the bait. And now we'll see if Lake Erie would consider doing it again. Probably not at one ball, two strikes. Diaz leads. Roland holds. Still holds the pitch. Diaz does not run. Prather pokes a line drive at left field. It's down a base hit. Kraft is back into his left to play it. Diaz rounds second and skitters on into third. A single by Prather, his second hit tonight. And Diaz was able to scoot the full 180 to third base to put a little more pressure on Roland and the Lake Erie catcher, Carl Ellison, in this upcoming time more at bat. But it shows you why Gateway would have so badly wanted Diaz to get a scoring position earlier in that at bat, because that would have scored him easily from second base. Instead, it's still nothing, nothing. Grizzlies on the corners, two outs in the last half of the third for the lefty batter, Ty Moore, who swung at the first pitch and grounded into a double play his last time. Roland delivers, Moore takes. Just outside, I guess. That looked pretty good from here. 
But it misses for ball one. Should correct myself, by the way. It was the third pitch that Moore went after in that earlier at bat. On the corners, two down. Roland's 1-0 offering on the way. Moore takes a fastball down and outside ball two. Roland seems like he is still trying to vary his delivery as though he's a little bit concerned about Prather at first base, who does have good speed. But Jay is taking a very, very short lead at the moment. Gets maybe a step more now, but he's still not out to the cutout. Roland, the 2-0 pitch. Prather runs. It's taken for a strike. The throw is low and wide, but it's grabbed by Akinbaugh on the backhand, and he rips the tag down across a sliding Prather for the out. Prather had a short lead, didn't get a great jump. And with Ty Moore, who is having an excellent homestand at the plate, ahead of the count, 2-0, Gateway gets Jay Prather thrown out at second base to end the inning. You could understand why the Grizzlies were aggressive with Diaz, but not sure I would have wanted to end the inning at second base on that size lead with that hitter at the plate in that situation. Regardless, for Gateway, no runs, two hits, one left. We head to the fourth. Brandon Ross will have it for you. Nothing, nothing ball game on the Grizzlies Media Network. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Uh. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Hi, everyone. Al Roker here. As a guy with his own catchphrase, I appreciate that after 75 years... Smokey's only said, Only you can prevent wildfires. But I'm filling in because there's a lot more to report. Like when it's dry or windy. Be careful burning yard waste, because wildfires can even start in your neck of the woods. Go to SmokeyBear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm your host, Smokey Cole Bear. Filling in for Smokey, because after 75 years of... Only you can prevent wildfires. Turns out there's much more to say. Nearly 90% of wildfires are caused by us humans being careless, dumping our used barbecue coals willy-nilly. Guess the song was wrong. We did start the fire. That's why I respect Mother Nature and her trees, whether coniferous or new car scented. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Scoreless through three at GCS Credit Union Ballpark. Gateway Grizzlies and Lake Erie Crushers wrapping up a three-game set at GCS Credit Union Ballpark tonight. And for the Gateway Grizzlies, capping off an eight-game homestand, hitting the road for 13 of the next 16 starting tomorrow. It'll start against Windy City at Ozinga Field in Crestwood, Illinois, just about 30 miles outside of Chicago. Right now to start the fourth, the lefty Jordan Barrett faces the righty Stephen Kraft. First pitch home is a fastball outside, 1-0. Jordan Barrett has been rock solid on the bump. Only a pair of hits allowed as he deals the 1-0. And off speed missing just off the plate on the outside. 
One of those hits was from Kraft. He singled in the first, but then got caught up in a caught-stealing pickoff move. Took off a bit early. 2-0. Fastball across the zone. Goes in, slicing across the inside corner for a strike. And then uh, after the throw was over to first, he just took off for second. I guess he was just going to go no matter what. He went. Did not pay off. 2-1. Swing and a miss. Early on the off speed, evens up at two and two. You can also add five strikeouts to the mix for Barrett without even a single walk yet. Two to the count from the lefty Barrett to the righty Kraft. Barrett making his third start of the season. In the stretch, first base side, deep breath. Relaxes the shoulders, kicks back, fires 2-2. Two -two. Foul tip into the mitt, Regno collects in that strike three. Make that six Ks for Jordan Barrett. And one gone, you're in the top of the fourth inning. Yesterday that would have tied uh, Grizzlies pitching staff season high, but Jorge Tavares blew the record out of the water with 10 of his own yesterday. Set a bar that it's gonna be tough to reach for the rest of the staff. Kraft, the two-hitter goes down. Now the three-hitter, Carl, Carl Ellison, settles in. First pitch to the righty is a fastball on the outside corner for a strike. Ellison, the second of what is, at this point, six strikeout victims. Three different men reached first time through the order. Ellison, not one of them. 0-1. Fastball about three inches off the plate outside, evens the count. Trevor Auchenbaugh will be the man on deck. Olsen regrips the bat. Double tacking black barrel on home plate. Rocks it up and down on top of his right shoulder. From the wind, 1-1. Fastball in the opposite batter's box, not even close. Short wind, two on. High chopper left side and out of play. Two batters so far in this inning. First one got to two, two, and then Jordan Barrett got punch out number six. Moves the cap with his left hand, brushes off some sweat with his right. Sells back onto the heart of the rubber. Stretches both hands above his head. Sets the tan glove, chest tie. Right leg kick back, 2-2 pitch. Hard line towards left, but right at Eric Jones. He barely has to move, maybe two steps left before making the catch and securing the second out of this fourth inning. Two up, two down for Jordan Barrett. In the top of the fourth inning, still no score between the Grizzlies and Crushers. Rubber match of this series. Lake Erie took game one, 11 to six. Gateway took game two, eight to two last night. Righty Trevor Achenbaugh settles in with two gone. First pitch home. Fisted the opposite way, high, but well into the stance. 
That's a roofer. Akinbaugh has been very reliable this series at the plate. Lefty to righty, 0-1. Curveball roped down the left field line, curling towards the line. Fair just inside the chalk, it rolls into the corner. Akinbaugh around first, and an easy stroll into two as it bounced over the short wall on the left foul ground and onto the ramp leading onto the clubhouse. Make that a ground rule double for Trevor Akinbaugh. His first hit of the game, the third of the night for Lake Erie, gives the Crushers their first runner in scoring position of the night, and it comes with two gone. For Akinbaugh, that's his third double and fourth extra base hit just in this series. A 3-10 hitter. Now a chance for him to score on a base knock. Brody Wofford, lefty first baseman. In to face Barrett, first pitch is fastball on the outside corner behind 0-1. Wofford another looking strikeout victim. Has brought in a few this season, seven RBIs. Second on the team. Barrett peaks back, 0-1. Swing and a miss at a breaking ball tailing out of the zone. Now Wofford facing 0-2. That's been one of his bugaboos this season. For Wofford, nine strikeouts. Just the first handful of games. Black bat above his left shoulder. Back half of the box. Barrett's in the stretch. Peaks to second once now twice. 0-2 delivery. Swing to miss at high cheddar strike three. Seven strikeouts in just the first four innings for Jordan Barrett. And East Transorado in scoring position as we head to the home half of the fourth. No runs, one hit, one left on at second base. Trevor Akinbaugh not getting anything done on the base pass. We go to the home half of the fourth. Still no score on the Grizzlies media network. I love my kids so much. I once sat for three hours in the cold rain to watch her soccer team lose by 18 goals. I love my kids so much. I once used a tube to suck snot out of her stuffed nose at 3 a.m. You win. Love your kids? Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat. From toddlers to tweens, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to find the right seat for their age and size. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. One in three adults has pre-diabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man, your worst man, you, your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has pre-diabetes, with early diagnosis, pre-diabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. My name is Hunter Hayes. I know myself and I know my best warning signs. One shot is about knowing my limits or not necessarily knowing my limits. I start with one shot to have a good time. One of the signs that I'm starting to feel a little buzz is when I start solving not only my own problems, but the entire world's problems. When I know I'm going out, I know I'm gonna start with calling for a ride. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. 
Bottom half of the fourth inning at GCS Credit Union Ballpark. Still no score between the Grizzlies and Crushers in the rubber match of this three-game set. Lake Erie took game one, 11-6. Gateway took game two, 8-2 last night. Grizzlies wrapping up an eight-game homestand before 13 of the next 16 on the road starting tomorrow. Robbie Rowland has three innings of scoreless pitching in the books. Righty's allowed four hits. Hair strikeouts, no walks. Grizzlies have stranded a pair in scoring position. He faces three, four, five in the order. First pitch to the lefty, Ty Moore is nubbed off the end of the bat down the third baseline, fielded just foul. Left of the third base bag. Javier Betancourt let it roll just a little long and watched it take a late bounce into foul grounds. And Ty Moore had hustled down the line, so he's got a long walk back to the plate. Moore hit into a very unfortunate double play last time. Hit a hard grounder with Jay Prather on first base, right to the second baseman, General MacArthur, to the point where he could just apply the tag to Prather and then flick it to first. Infield is slightly shifted for the lefty Moore. The righty Rowland delivers 0-1. Roped up the middle, out of the reach of Dunstan Jr. into the left center gap. And Dunstan cuts it off. Moore turns around first and settles for one. His first hit of the night is a single to lead off the home half of the fourth. Jay Prather got caught stealing to end the third inning. At the time, Gateway had runners on the corners. You take that out of the way. Gateway with three straight singles. Ty Moore was in the batter's box to end that third inning. And on just a couple pitches, gets a base knock here in the fourth. With him on first, Jose Rosario settles in to the right side. Out of the stretch, Rallin delivers. First pitch is a breaking ball, slicing over the middle for strike one. Jose Rosario hit a double in the first inning, or excuse me, in the second inning to lead things off. Offensively, he has been hard to stop this series. A one home. This did the opposite way on a line. It's dropped by General MacArthur, and they're going to call it an intentional drop, so the throw out to second doesn't matter. General MacArthur took three steps to his left. It went into his left glove hand, but he just dropped it, picked it off the turf, threw it to second base, trying to start a basically by default double play. But third base umpire shadowing at second. Trevor Klosterman called that off right away. So Tyvor still on first, and that, in essence, act as a line out to second for Jose Rosario, as if he caught it. Brings in the lefty Axel Johnson with one out. Ty Moore still on first. Righty to lefty, first pitch. High fly, right field. Oliver back to the track. He's at the wall. He leaps up, and it's gone! Late carry on the ball from Axel Johnson. He goes yard, or no, they're gonna call that a ground rule double. It bounced just in front of the wall before hopping over, that's my bad. I was getting a little too presumptuous there. This is what I get for not wearing my contacts. That, that, that might be important next time. 
I don't know if it makes a difference 370 feet away, but I'd like to think it might. Just maybe. So that's a double for Axel Johnson. Ty Moore does not score. The automatic double puts him at third base and Johnson at second. The third double of the season for Axel Johnson instead of his third home run. Johnson on second and Moore on third with one gone. Still no score, home half of the fourth. Andres Regno settling in. It's been one of the hottest bats to start this season. Has not played every game, but an on-base percentage of 500. First pitch he sees is a breaking ball down the middle at the knees for a strike. On the stretch, first base side, Rallin deals. Fastball off home plate and off the chest pad of Ellison behind the plate, evens the count. Light starting to flicker on here, but still sun shining, blue skies. We're approaching eight o'clock and still no sign of the purple haze here in Sojay. Looks like it could still be five o'clock even though we're approaching eight. 1-1. One, one. Off speed, rolled on the ground to second, fielded waist high, now bobbled, picked up by MacArthur, throw to first is in time. And on the throw, Tymore comes home, making an RBI ground out to second for Andres Regno. That puts the Grizzlies on the board first. It's one nothing. Moore and Regno fist bump, the two big boys. Walking in tandem back to the dugout, Cam Roth. The manager of the Grizzlies first to greet him atop the steps. We can add that on the play. Axel Johnson moved from second to third. So still another runner in scoring position for Gateway. Only 90 feet away with two gone. With the righty Eric Jones at the plate. Righty to righty. First pitch from Rallins. Breaking ball slices on the inside corner for strike one. Jones grounded out to third to end the second. Not the best start to this season, but not a ton of reps. Oh, one. Curveball fisted the opposite way. High end. Landing between the men's and women's sides on top of the restroom. Make it 0 2. Jones, two for 11 to open 2021. The former Davidson Wildcat. Rocks the bat up and down on his right shoulder. Rowling from the windup, kicks and deals. Breaking ball outside. Can't get the call. Rowling bent down to a knee, waiting for the possible trigger from home plate umpire Mike Weinstein. Did not come. One, two, two outs. Home half of the fourth. Gateway already with one run in the frame on the RBI ground out from Andres Regno. Eric Jones has Johnson on third, the pitch. 1-2, stays outside, about six inches off the plate. A little bit too late of a release on that fastball from Rowland. Somewhat intentional, he's lining up on the first base side and throwing outside, you wanna get that away from the hitter's hands. Short wind in the stirrups, 2-2. Two -two. Off the end of the bat, flare into shallow center, Dunstan Jr. runs in, makes a hop step and catches in stride for the third out of the inning. 
Grizzlies get one on two hits. Strand rudder on third base and Axel Johnson. We go on to the fifth. Grizzlies strike first. It's one nothing gateway on the Grizzlies media network. It presents what to expect when you're expecting. A teenager learning the lingo. Jelly. Jelly adjective. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. It's important for you to talk to someone about it. I felt so much better after my son told me, Mom, we'll figure it out. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Tom has been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. I was really starting to worry. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. in Sojay, Gateway Grizzlies hosting the Lake Erie Crushers in game three of this series, the rubber match between the two squads. Right now, one nothing Grizzlies lead after Gateway struck first in the bottom half of the fourth inning. Single to lead it off from Ty Moore, followed by a ground rule double from Axel Johnson. And with one out in the inning, Andres Regno pokes a ground ball over to second. That gives enough time for Ty Moore to come home. Thus far, the only run of the night Large part thanks to Jordan Barrett. Four innings of three-hit baseball, no runs. Seven strikeouts, not even a single walk yet for the lefty out of Elon University in North Carolina. Infield shifting on for the man to lead off the inning for the Crushers. It's the six-hitter Connor Oliver. He'll be followed by Javier Betancourt and Steve Passatempo. Lefty Oliver waits, lefty Barrett sets and deals. First pitch is a fastball above the letters for ball one. Oliver flied out to center his first time up. Right now he's got the shortstop Diaz 10 feet left and into the grass painted turf outfields. 1-0, swinging a miss early on a breaking ball sweeping away from his hands for strike one. Second baseman Prather Back in shallow rights, Justin Jones, the first baseman, playing solidly behind the first base back. 1-1 to the lefty Oliver. 
Breaking ball sweeps across the zone, tails outside, two and one. Waiting at a standstill at GCS Credit Union Ballpark. Lights getting a little brighter. 2-1. High fly ball off the end of the bat, left side. Jose Rosario makes the call. About 10 feet right of second, has to take a couple side shuffle steps, but makes the catch before it falls to the ground for the first out of this fifth inning. Strong defense has gone to work behind Barrett. Rosario making his first play, and earlier in the game, specifically back in the third inning, you can think back to Dustin Woodcock's long run to track down a fly ball in the right center gap and force a double play. First pitch of the righty, Javier Betancourt. Fastball nicks the outside corner for a strike. That was with Sean Dunstan Jr. at the plate. Oh, on to Betancourt. Off speed, poked right side and through, base hit. Goes through about 10 feet to the right of second base. And a one out single for Javier Betancourt. Tying run is on base for Lake Erie with Steve Passatempo coming to the plate. This bottom third of the order is coming in with, frankly, putrid numbers. Betancourt just got the single, but entered the game with a 139 average. Pass a tempo in the righty box right now, 135. The righty faces the lefty, Barrett, first pitch. Swing and a miss, fastball up and away. Chases and misses for strike one. First time up, pass a tempo struck out, but the ball was in the dirt, so he got to reach on the wild pitch, but was gunned down on the back end of that double play I mentioned just a moment ago. 0-1, roll on the ground to third. Rosario fields ankle high, flip to second. There's one, turn to first from Prather in time to Jones, double play. Five to four to three, the Grizzlies turn two. All Grizzlies double plays brought to you by DraftKings at Casino Queen, where loose means more. Five, four, three, double play ends the top half of the fifth. At the halfway point of this game, it's Oje, 1-0 Grizzlies on the Grizzlies Media Network. I have outside the home of Joe and Rosie Goddard, where a pretty big tickle fight broke out just minutes ago. Sources say their father instigated the laughter. Let's go inside for a comment. <laughs> Apparently, they have no comment. Dads, let this be a reminder that it only takes a moment to make a moment. Call 877-4DAD411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. It's 4 a.m., Monday, and you're literally sucking baby snot through a tube because she's congested. Man, that's love. And if you love her that much, love her enough to make sure she's buckled in the right car seat. To make sure your child's in the right seat for their age and size, visit nhtsa.gov slash the right seat. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit nhtsa.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. You have a lot going on in your life. You're a business owner, homeowner, adventurer, soon-to-be parent, bookkeeper, builder, and dreamer. You don't want to miss out on any of it. 
But connecting all those dots on a daily basis can be a real challenge, especially when it comes to money. At Commerce Bank, we've got the tools and talent to help you. Commerce Bank, challenge accepted. Visit us at commercebank.com, member FDIC. Hey, this is Justin Jones, and you're listening to Grizzlies Baseball on the Grizzlies Media Network. Bottom of the fifth inning at GCS Cray Union Ballpark. Grizzlies ahead 1-0. Lone run coming in the home half of the fourth on the RBI ground out from Andres Regno. That was followed up by a flyout to center from Eric Jones to end the inning. And so Justin Jones, the aforementioned, leads off in the eighth spot. Dustin Woodcock, the nine-man, and Abdiel Diaz at the top of the order do up behind him in this inning. Righty comes out to face Robbie Rowland, out for his fifth inning of work. The one run across, it was earned. Six total hits surrendered by Rowlands. No errors behind him in the field, no walks, and a pair of strikeouts. Righty to righty to start the home half of the fifth. First pitch. Fastball laced right back up the middle. It drops in front of Dunstan Jr. Jumps on a hop to get it in front of him. That's a base hit to start the home half of the fifth inning for Justin Jones. Quick movement out the gate here in the fifth for Gateway. Jones reaches for the first time. In this rubber matchup between the Grizzlies and Crushers. Gateway in front, one nothing, trying to add some more in the fifth. Dustin Woodcock, who flied out to left his first time, settles into the lefty box to face the righty Rowland. Out of the stretch, first base side, he kicks and deals. Fastball in the dirt, tried to backpack. Ellison stands up, backpack attempt to first. Tied around, tag applied, he got him. Justin Jones did a little side shuffle dance to try to dance around the tag from Brody Wofford. They say he slapped it on him, and Jones is out. Successful pickoff move. One to three to record the first out. And base is now empty for Dustin Woodcock, facing a 1-0 count in the lefty box. For trailing, Robbie Rallins has kept the pitch down, down and I mean way down. Full wind up now, 1-0. Fastball in for a strike on the outer half. That was just his 51st pitch. And already four and a third in the books. Friendly win to right for the lefty Woodcock, 1-1. 55 for curveball, that is easily his worst pitch of the night. Landed in front of both batter's boxes and just rolled unimpeded to the backstop. Two on the count on Woodcock, one gone, home half of the fifth. Grizzlies ahead, one nothing. Robbie Rallins kicks back, throws 2-1. Fastball up and away, 3-1. Woodcock with a chance to draw base on balls, give Gateway a base runner for the top of the order. Switch hitting Abdiel Diaz, the leadoff man. Hitting lefty against the righty Rallins today, waits on deck. 3-1, swing and a miss. Just a bit early on an outside changeup. Fills up the count. Mm -hmm. 
Half-hearted practice swing out of the box before Woodcock settles back in. Taps each side of home plate with the dark brown barreled bat, 3-2. Fly ball left fields down the line. Steve Kraft running towards it. 10 feet right of the corner, he makes the catch in front of the track and secures the second out. Justin Jones leads off with a single, gets picked off. Dustin Woodcock follows out with his second fly out to left field of the night. And there's two gone in the home half of the fifth. Gateway looking to add on to a 1-0 lead. Top of the order back up, Abdiel Diaz. Switch hitter batting left against the righty Rallins, settles in. Diaz made it up to third, back in the third inning. Got stranded after Jay Brather, who singled right behind him, wound up getting caught stealing. First pitch to the switch hitter batting left. Fastball outside, 1-0. No shift on for him. 1-0. Off speed, nicks the outside corner for strike one. Knots for the sign, Rowland delivers, 1-1. Called the strike outside corner. Now Diaz behind one, two. And a chance at an unconventional one, two, three inning for Allen. One, two. Fastball misses below the knees. Over home plate, but needed a little more height. If the inning continues, Prather is behind Diaz. 2-2 the count, two outs, home half of the fifth, 1-0 Grizzlies. Bases still empty for Diaz, 2-2 pitch. Breaking ball goes 59 feet, Elson has to wear it off the chest, count fills up. And since the bases are empty, nobody to move. We'll see what Robin Rowland goes with here. He's mixed up the strikeout pitch, he's only gotten a pair of them. See if he goes to a slider, change up, fastball. He's openly motioning curveball. Flicking the left glove hands, 3-2 pitch. Goes to a change up, and Diaz swings on top of it for strike three. Third strikeout of the game for Robbie Rallins. And that ends the fifth inning. Grizzlies get one hit, but go down one, two, three in the ends. On to the sixth we go, still one to nothing Grizzlies on the Grizzlies media network. Hey, hon, what you doing with your phone? Taking pictures? No, I'm asking questions. Like what? Hey, Bobo, do flowers have best friends? I'm sorry, I'm afraid I don't know that. Hey, follow me. I want to show you something. Look, flowers do have best friends. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Three, two, one. Oh no, which button am I? Oh. When every second counts, you can't wing it. Uh, guys, a uh, little help up here. In a home fire, you may have less than two minutes to get out. So make a family home fire escape plan. Then practice home fire drills at least twice a year so everyone knows what to do when they hear. Prepare your family at ready.gov slash fire drill. Brought to you by FEMA, the Ag Council, and Make Safe Happen. 
To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork. Yeah, I can do this. You go, Karen! By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. Jordan Barrett tosses the final warm-up pitch ahead of his sixth inning of work for Gateway tonight. Five scoreless for him on the bump, only four hits. Seven strikeouts, not a single walk surrender. For the lefty out of Margate, Florida, just outside of Miami. Protecting a 1-0 Grizzlies lead here in the top of the sixth. Rubber match of a series with the Lake Erie Crushers. Gateway looking to get within one game of 500 with a win and secure a more solid foothold the third place in the West Division. Grushers seeing two and a half back in the Central, all the way back at the bottom in fourth, trying to emerge from the ashes after an early slump. 9-1-2 to up this inning. First pitch to the righty, General MacArthur, swung on and missed. Offspeed upstairs, swings under it for strike one. One trip to the plate for MacArthur so far tonight. It was a single. A one. Basketball foul tipped off the mid of Regno. Rolls to the backstop. Strike two. I mentioned Robbie Rowland doing a good job of keeping the pitch count down. Very much still the same true for Jordan Barrett. About to throw number 60 of the game here at the start of the sixth. 0-2 count from the windup he deals. Offspeed hangs up and away for ball one. Of those 60 pitches, or excuse me, he's at 65. My math was a little off there. But of the 65, 45 for strikes. Nearly two thirds. The lefty kicks and deals one, two. Golfed into center field. Diaz runs back from short into the left center gap. Falling back, he makes the catch. Just two steps in front of Woodcock, who gives him a long stare, saying, hey, man, that's my ball. They may have been competing for the call. Can't hear from here. We're about 200 feet away. But some laughs all around as the Grizzlies still get the out, the first of this top of the sixth inning. Brings up the top of the order in Sean Dunstan, Jr., 0 for 2 on the night. Swing, strikeout to lay off the ball game. And then a fly ball throw to second double play to end the third. Lefty to lefty matchup here. First pitch from Barrett. Fastball at the knees, misses just low for ball one. Dunstan Jr., the former Grizzly, facing his old teammate in Barrett, 1-0. Breaking ball low and away. Interesting enough, oftentimes in the clubhouse, both are in the same building for road and home at GCS Credit Union Ballpark. Sometimes you see some inter-squad mingling. 
in sort of the ping pong table area by the whites. Not as much with the whole team. Sean Dunstan Jr. on the other hand was there by himself with some of his ex-teammates pretty much every day of this series. 2-0, off speed down the middle for a strike. Walked into the clubhouse ahead of game one of this series. Dunstan Jr. was just reclined back in a chair talking to Barrett, who he's facing right now, as well as Jeff Bramblett. Two one, breaking ball low and away, three and one. Oftentimes, getting some stretching done while chatting, and even fighting through some frozen pipes in the clubhouse today. It was hot, three one. Up and in near the hands for ball four. Ends up breaking ball up and in. And with one gone, Dunstan moves to first on the first walk surrendered by either pitching staff tonight. Walks galore have been really the calling card for Barrett in his first two starts. Had six in one of them most by any Grizzlies starter this season or any Grizzlies pitcher this season in one game. But just the first tonight, dished out here in the sixth. Still one nothing Grizzlies. Crushers have the tying run on, and Dunstan Jr. is almost certainly thinking about a stolen base here. Big lead off first, already past the cut area. First pitch is swung on and missed from Steven Kraft to righty. Early on the fastball up and away for strike one. Dunstan Jr. taking those big leads off of first. Already with nine stolen bases this season. Yet to be caught. Long stare from Barrett, another peak. And a throw to first, Dunstan Jr. back standing. Thing is with his speed, it's so nonchalant and effortless. He doesn't even have to get into a full sprint against a pickoff move. Diaz the shortstop and Brayther the second baseman, both shaded closer to the bag to protect the steal. Fingers, fingers wiggling from Dunstan off of first. Raft waits in the box, pitch home. Oh, one's outside, back pick throw to first, well late. Dunstan Jr. back in standing. As Jones had to reach to his right to keep him from going to the outfields. Counts one and one on Kraft, one for two on the night. Singled before getting caught stealing in the first on a pickoff move. And then the sixth strikeout victim of Jordan Barrett back in the fourth. Another throw over to first, not in time. They're gonna keep chucking over there. Not only is Dunstan Jr. perfect on the season at nine for nine, he's four for four in this series. Two in each of the first two games. Done yet in this rubber match. Long step from Barrett, another throw to first, and back safely. This is becoming an unfortunate dance at this point. There even a thought to a pitch out here? I'd imagine Dunstan Jr. would be expecting that at this point. Kraft back in the righty box, long stare in the stretch. Barrett deals, 1-1. Catch the outside corner for strike two. 
a lot of the steals this weekend. I don't know the exact number, but Dunstan Jr. has made a habit of taking off with two strikes. Comfortable lead off first, about 12, 13 feet. Leaning towards second, Barrett stares. He kicks and deals. Fastball misses just off the outside. Lefty Barrett working against the righty Steve Kraft. Can't win the battle yet. Two to the count with one out, top of the sixth. Grizzlies protecting a one-run lead. Crushers have the tying run on first in the speedy Sean Dunstan Jr. Barrett with the brown glove just tie. Deep breath, 2-2. Breaking ball, tries to cut in back door. But Mike Weinstein will not give it to him. Full count. That was awfully close. Truly could have gone either way. Now Barrett leans in for the sign again. In the stretch on the heart of the rubber. Long look at first. And a pickoff throw, well late, wasn't really trying. Count still full on Kraft, and still a big lead for Dunstan Jr. Payoff from Barrett, Dunstan Jr. goes. Fastball is tipped back to the screen behind home. We're about to see the seventh pitch of this at bat. A long fight that's starting to really amp up the pitch count. Barrett now at 77 on the night. Has some room to go some more, but I imagine won't be too long before somebody starts getting loose for gateway. Three, two count, one out. 3-2, Dunstan Jr. goes, pops foul ground. Justin Jones gives chase down the first baseline and it lands in the concourse before ricocheting back into the seventh row of the stance. Two straight steal attempts from Dunstan Jr. with a 3-2 count. Essentially rendered useless. Steve Krafts readjusts the all purple batting gloves. Adjusts his helmet in jersey, regrips the white tape on the black handle of his bat. Barrett breathes again, 3-2. Dunson Jr. goes, chopped down the third baseline, it lands foul left of the bag. And for the third straight 3-2 pitch, a foul ball rendering, rendering a useless stolen base attempt. Now pitch number nine coming up here for Jordan Barrett. This at bat alone has occupied one ninth of his total pitches tonight. Full count, one out, top of the sixth. Gateway in front, one nothing. Lake Erie at the plate. Dunstan Jr. on first, representing the tying run. Payoff home, this time Dunstan Jr. doesn't go and the fastball's fired inside for a long awaited ball four. So after not surrendering a single walk through five, back to back 
after getting the first out in the sixth. Go ahead run on base for the Crushers. And as Andres Regno, the catcher, steps out in front of home to deliver the signs to the infield, Carl Ellison prepares to step into the righty box. Retightens his all-white batting gloves, readying to face the lefty Barrett. Ellison's out for two, looking strikeout and a flyout to left. Double play depth from the Grizzly infield, Prather Jump faking towards second. First pitch, fastball outside for ball one. Allison, an alum of Lynn University, just outside of Miami in Boca Raton, Florida. For that, played three seasons at Vanderbilt's. Lefty Barrett sets, peaks back to second. Long lead from Dunson Jr. Throw back to second, tag applied just late. Very close, bang, bang play. Trevor Klosterman says no outs. And the Crushers still have two runners on. Tying run for Lake Erie. He's in scoring position at second base. Dunson Jr. almost certain to score on any single. Unless it's an infield single or a bunt single. And a ball into the outfield, let's say. Much easier. Long look back from Barrett again. 1-0, Dunstan Jr. goes fastball outside, throw down to third. Leaping grab by Rosario, pulls him way off the base. And running behind him, Kraft moves up to second as well. So a very successful double steal for Lake Erie. If not for Trevor Achenbaugh, the team's leading average hitter being right behind Carl Ellison, you would think that maybe an intentional walk to load the bases would be in the cards. But not in this spot. Dudson Jr. reaches double digits with his 10th stolen base of the season, fifth of the series. He's off third, Kraft off second after his fourth swiped bag, 2-0. Fastball off the plate, it's 3-0. Intentional walk doesn't seem to be the plan, but a walk might happen on four pitches anyway. The go-ahead runs now in scoring position. A single could give the Crushers a 2-0 lead or a 2-1 lead. Lake Gary currently behind 1-0 in the top of the sixth. The righty Ellison with a long wait. Rolls the black bat on top of his right shoulder. From the stretch, 3-0. Swings, had the green light, but he misses at the high cheddar. Mentioned Ellison, a three-year Vanderbilt Commodore. Did not cross paths with Eric Kaiser, who is a Vanderbilt alum in the Grizzlies just released today. 3-1. Fastball rope right up the middle. Batted down by the right glove of Barrett. Charge in from Diaz. Tries to transfer. Can't get a throw off. Dunstan Jr. is home. And we're all tied. 
Marked out an infield single for Carl Ellison. A rocket back up the middle. Barrett batted it down with his glove hands. It rolled over towards short. Diaz charged in, made the transfer, but realized there was no play to be made. And now Cam Roth, manager for the Grizzlies, and in essence, the pitching coach as well, out to the bump for a full infield meeting. It was only a one-run lead for Gateway, but it seemed comfortable. That was until back-to-back -back walks and then a successful double steal. But Gateway in a dangerous position. And the hard ground ball gives Carl Ellison his fifth RBI of the season, brings Dunstan Jr. home. And a deep fly ball could give the Crushers a lead. That could be all it takes. There's one out and runners on the corners. But also a double play chance still available for Gateway. Even at 1-1 in the top of the sixth from GCS Credit Union Ballpark. The sun setting, purple haze starting to set in beyond center fields. But still a light blue sky above the clouds. Lights start getting a little bit brighter in Soje. Trevor Achenbaugh, one for two, including a double in his last appearance. Sets in to face the lefty Barrett. First pitch to the righty. Swing and a miss at a fastball inside for strike one. General MacArthur started off the inning with a pop out to short. Dunstan Jr. and Steven Kraft drew walks. Double steal, mid AB to Carl Ellison. And then he hits an infield single, a rocket right back at Barrett to tie the game. 0-1, fly ball center field. Charging in Woodcock, he's in the right center gap, makes the catch over his right shoulder. Tag up coming from Kraft, throw it on a hop, tag applied by Regno, not in time! Are you kidding me? He was out, he was out. Jordan Barrett says to Regno, throw down to second, the runner tried to advance and he got him. Strange play, so that is an eight to two, to I believe six or four, double play. In the interim, a run scores. Kamroth has a conversation with home plate umpire Mike Weinstein. It looked like Steven Kraft was gunned down. It seemed as if Regno got the tag on him before he crossed home plate. Jordan Barrett did two large yells to exclaim his frustration. Won't get the way. As in essence, a double play on the sacrifice fly. It puts the Crushers in front six to or not six, what am I talking about? Two to one over the Gateway Grizzlies. We head to the home half of the sixth. Gateway behind for the first time tonight. It's 2-1, the Crushers on the Grizzlies Media Network. Olivia Munn with my shelter pets, Frankie and Chance. Say hi, guys. When I adopted them, I discovered that they both have incredible personalities. Chance's sole purpose in life is to love and to be loved. Frankie is a little bit of a scoundrel and always entertaining. They're a little bit of a lot of things, but they're all pure love. Adopt pure love at theshelterpetproject.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, the Humane Society of the United States, and Maddie's Fund. Hey, Kevin. Thinking about retirement? I've thought about it, but it's too late for me to say. With Avvo, a retirement coach, it's never too late. Where can I learn more? Today. A message from AARP and the Ad Council. Wake up and text. 
text, and eat. Mm -mm. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <laughs> text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Adopt US Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A Teenager. Learning the Lingo. Jelly. Jelly adjective. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Grizzlies behind 2-1 after five and a half in Sojay. Two runs in the top half of the inning for the Lake Erie Crushers. The first on an RBI infield single from Carl Ellison. The second on a sacrifice fly from Trevor Achenbaugh. that actually turned into a double play to end the inning. It was eight to two to four on that play in the interim, the go ahead run scored. And for the Grizzlies, two, three, four, two up in this inning. Prather, Moore, Rosario. Lefty Jay Prather, first man in. Still facing Robbie Rowland out for his sixth inning of work. He in particular has done a great job keeping the pitch count down. Only at 62 through five complete innings. First pitch. The right throws a fastball, it's chopped high past first. Fielded behind the bag by Wofford, he underhands to first. Rallen covers, and the first out secured. Three to one put out to start the home half of the sixth. Grizzlies trail two one. Robbie Rowland on the bump has surrendered the one run on seven hits. Three strikeouts, has not surrendered a walk yet. In fact, neither pitching staff had given up a walk until back-to-back base on balls. Coughed up by Jordan Barrett in the top half of this inning. After the very quick first out, here's Ty Moore, the lefty. One for two with a single, a double play, and a run scored. First pitch, fastball low and in. Moore took a while to get going for Gateway when he was a late sign. Originally in camp with the high point Rockers, 1-0. Way early on a home run swing ahead of a curveball. The pitch said strike. The swing said, I don't know what that said. 1-1, another home run swing. That one slightly less embarrassing. And it's one, two. He's coming close to shedding his helmet on these swings. Clearly trying to pull to right fields. One, two to more. This one he gets a piece of fouls it back to the backstop. 
They'll stay 1-2 as the fifth pitch of this at-back coming up to Moore. Robbie Rallins from the wide first base side kicks and deals. Nubs it first baseline and foul rolling just beyond the Crusher's dugout. One to the count, one out. Bottom of the sixth inning at GCS Credit Union Ballpark. Rubber match of a three-game set. Grizzlies trail two to one with no one on. Time or up with the one-two count. Pitch from Rowland. Hard rope on the line, over ahead of a leaping MacArthur into right base hit. Second single of the night for Ty Moore. And the tying run on base with one gone for Gateway. Moore came around to score the last run. And so far the only one for Gateway in the fourth inning. Scored on a RBI ground out from Andres Regno. Moore on first with Jose Rosario at the plate. It is third double of the season back in the second inning. Lined out to second in the fourth. First pitch to the righty. Swings early out of changeup. And right on top of it for strike one. Really a breakout series for Rosario. That double in the first of today's game. The two run home run in the first of yesterday's game. And a three for five performance in game one of the series. A one. Chopped left side and well foul. Behind 0-2. Axel Johnson, another lefty, waits on deck. The sky turning a little more gray here in Sojay. Only a couple miles east of the Mississippi. You can see the sun going off in the west beyond the right field stance. 0-2 out of the stretch from Rowlands. Curveball opposite batter's box. 1-2. Light's getting a little brighter. Rosario with four RBIs on the season. Settles into the back half of the righty box. Rolling the tan bat in circles above his right shoulder. Round in the stretch, first base side. The kick, the one-two pitch. Rolled on the ground towards shirt. Two steps left for Achenbaugh. Underhand shovel to second for one. Turn to first from MacArthur. In time to Wofford for the double play. Six to four to three. Rusher, rushers get out of the jam with ease. Grizzlies get one hit, strand no one. Double play cleans up the inning. And they go to the seventh. Nick Gatter takes back over with the Grizzlies down two to one on the Grizzlies Media Network. Up and text. Text and eat. Mm -mm. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <sighs> text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Hi, everyone. Al Roker here. As a guy with his own catchphrase, I appreciate that after 75 years, Smokey's only said, Only you can prevent wildfires. But I'm filling in because there's a lot more to report. Like when it's dry or windy. 
be careful burning yard waste, because wildfires can even start in your neck of the woods. Go to SmokeyBear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm your host, Smokey Cole Bear. Filling in for Smokey, because after 75 years of... Only you can prevent wildfires. Turns out there's much more to say. Nearly 90% of wildfires are caused by us humans being careless. Dumping our used barbecue coals willy-nilly. Guess the song was wrong. We did start the fire. That's why I respect Mother Nature and her trees, whether coniferous or new car scented. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Jack Jett escaped the Grizzlies' bullpen. See if you can escape Twisted Key escape rooms. If you're looking for a fun, collaborative activity with family, friends, or colleagues, head to Twisted Key Escape Rooms in Collinsville and embrace the challenge of a physical adventure game in which your team solves a series of puzzles and riddles using clues, hints, and strategy to escape the room. For more information, visit TwistedKeyEscape.com. Jordan Barrett is finished after six innings. He allowed two runs, both earned on five hits. He struck out seven, only walked two, but they really hurt him. Back-to-back, one-out free passes in the sixth inning. Both Dunstan and Kraft came in to score. The Crushers scored their two runs to take the lead on only one hit in that sixth inning and no gateway errors. Barrett threw 87 pitches, 56 were strikes. Nonetheless, on the hook for the loss, despite a very promising quality start, for Jordan in his third outing of the year. He is replaced by the 6'4", 220-pound rookie right-hander Jack Jett from Reedville, Virginia. Jett is 1-0 with a 1.68 earned run average across his first two professional appearances. Five out of third innings, he struck out nine and walked only two. The league is hitting 333 against him. And the first pitch to Brody Wofford is chopped up the first baseline, taken off a high first top by Justin Jones, who only needs another couple of steps to the bag to force out Wofford, and there is one away. So one pitch, one out for Jett. There's been an awful lot of that for Robbie Rowland. And as a result, he has a chance to go a significant distance further in this game. There is still no action in the Lake Erie bullpen, and why would there be? Rowland has barely broken 70 pitches to get through six innings of one-run ball. He has scattered eight gateway hits. Lake Erie has only five hits, but a 2-1 lead. Pitch to Connor Oliver is taken just off the outside for ball one. Left-hand batting right fielder, 0 for 2, a fly out and a pop-up. Javier Betancourt is on deck. Jet from the windup, the 1-0 pitch. Oliver swings and chops one back over the mound. The shortstop Diaz well positioned to take a couple of steps in, fields it just to the left of the bag, and throws out Oliver at first. Two down. So a couple of quick outs for Jet. Gateway will have Johnson, Regno, and Jones, Eric Jones, that is, in the bottom of this inning. And here is Javier Betancourt, who is one for two, a fly to left in the third, a single in the fifth. Right-hander to right-hander, the pitch. Betancourt takes to the belt for a strike. It has been an unfortunate habit for the Grizzlies in this homestand. 
to not have nearly enough runs for how many hits they have. The pitch. Swing and a fisted liner to short. Diaz to his left reaches down to take it off his shoestrings on the fly for the third out. So a quick first inning of relief for Jack Jett. Only five pitches to retire the side in order. A couple of ground outs and a line out to short. Time to stretch in Soje. We head to the last half of the seventh inning. It's Lake Erie 2 and Gateway 1 on the Grizzlies Media Network. We are live outside the home of Joe and Rosie Goddard, where a pretty big tickle fight broke out just minutes ago. Sources say their father instigated the laughter. Let's go inside for a comment. <laughs> Apparently, they have no comment. Dads, let this be a reminder that it only takes a moment to make a moment. Call 877-4DAD411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. It's 4 a.m., Monday, and you're literally sucking baby snot through a tube because she's congested. Man, that's love. And if you love her that much, love her enough to make sure she's buckled in the right car seat. To make sure your child's in the right seat for their age and size, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Man, I love my kids so much. I once sat for three hours in the cold rain to watch her soccer team lose by 18 goals. I love my kids so much, I once used a tube to suck snot out of her stuffed nose at 3 a.m. You win. Love your kids? Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat. From toddlers to tweens, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to find the right seat for their age and size. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Bottom of the seventh inning from GCS Credit Union Ballpark in Soge, where it's Lake Erie 2 and Gateway 1 after six and a half. Nate Catter back with you on the Grizzlies Media Network. Brandon Ross alongside. Gateway has Axel Johnson, Andres Regno, and Eric Jones scheduled the bat. The six, seven, and eight hitters, or I should say five, six, and seven hitters in their lineup against right-hander Robbie Rowland for the Crushers, who has only needed 73 pitches, 52 of them strikes. To get through six innings of one-run baseball, he has allowed eight hits to Gateway. Axel Johnson strides in against him here, left-hand batter who has one of them, a fourth-inning double. First pitch is taken at the belt, a little high for ball one. Johnson has scratted out and doubled. It was his third Grizzlies double, his fifth extra base hit so far this year. Rolling from the windup, the 1-0 offering. Johnson takes a slider a little too high again. Two balls, no strikes. The strike zone does seem to be tightening just a touch these last couple of innings. Compared to where it was in the early going, Jordan Barrett was getting a lot of outside corner calls those first couple innings, but he struck out four. 2-0 delivery. Johnson takes very high, no doubt about that one. It's three balls and no strikes.
Only two of Gateway's eight hits have gone for extra bases. Johnson had one of them, that double in the fourth. When the Grizzlies scored their only run, 3-0 pitch is taken low, ball four, a leadoff walk. That is the first walk Roland has issues, and that's one of the reasons he's been able to get away with only one run on eight hits in six innings. You'd normally expect eight hits packed into six innings would yield more than a run. But only two for extra bases, both doubles. The Johnson double came with one out in the fourth and time more already on. It put runners at second and third with one away. And Andres Regno coming to the plate now had an RBI ground out. One of two ground outs for him tonight. And his second run batted in in seven appearances as a Grizzly. Jose Rosario had the other one. It was a leadoff double to dead center on the first pitch in the top, or rather the bottom of the second, but he was stranded at third base. Roland ready in the pitch. Regno swings and misses at a slider. This is the fourth time in seven innings Gateway has had the leadoff man on. Rookie right-hander Aaron Glickstein is warming in the Lake Erie bullpen. The pitch is a slider down and away. One ball and one strike. Johnson at first has the potential tying run. Nobody out. Bottom of the seventh inning. Lake Erie two and gateway one. One and one pitch to Regno on the way. Andres takes high, two and one. Eric Jones is on deck. It was this trio, Johnson, Regno, and Jones that grounded out all in a row in that second inning after the leadoff Rosario double. And they were unable to bring him in. Gateway did in the end score the first run in the fourth inning. The pitch, Regno checks his swing on a slider low, did he offer? They appeal down to Eric Eckert, the first base umpire, who says no. And it's three balls, one strike. And Lake Erie answered with the two runs on only one hit in the, in the top of the sixth. Helped out predominantly by back-to-back one-out walks. Barrett issued to Dunstan and Kraft. 3-1 pitch now to Regno on the way. And he takes very high off of Ellison's mitt to the backstop. It won't matter because it was ball four, so Johnson moves to second and Regno aboard. So Robbie Rowland had not walked a batter so far in this game coming into the seventh inning. Now he has walked two in a row, and he's been missing wildly. And it looks like that's going to be all for him with Dan Roan out of the first base dugout for the Crushers. I think Roland wants to stay in the game. He's shaking his head at Roan, who has uh, arrived now at the pitching rubber, and there hasn't been a move yet. The right-hander in the pen, Glickstein, is still throwing. And now the signal does come to the bullpen. And the Crushers will, in fact, make the move. So Roland walks back-to-back -back gateway hitters to start the bottom of the seventh inning. 
and he is lifted from the ball game as a result. Johnson is at second as the potential tying run. Regno is at first as the potential go-ahead run. Lake Erie two, gateway one with nobody out, and Eric Jones coming up in the bottom of the seventh inning. Back after this on the Grizzlies Media Network. Melissa from Michigan. I work an extra part-time job serving lunch at my child's school, but I still can't afford to put food on our table. Daniel from California. Choosing whether to pay the rent or pay to fix the car to get to work doesn't leave us with much at all. Now we can't even pay for meals. Hunger is a story we can end. End it at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. In the wake of a disaster, what one thing can you send that will help people the most? A blanket, a tent, a sandbag, a doctor. Actually, if you send a monetary donation, you send all these things. Even a small donation can make a big impact and can quickly become exactly what people affected by disaster need most. In the wake of a hurricane, your monetary donation can make a huge difference to those in need. To donate, visit supporthurricanerelief.org. That's supporthurricanerelief.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Hi, it's Olivia Munn with my shelter pets, Frankie and Chance. Say hi, guys. When I adopted them, I discovered that they both have incredible personalities. Chance's sole purpose in life is to love and to be loved. Frankie is a little bit of a scoundrel and always entertaining. They're a little bit of a lot of things, but they're all pure love. Adopt pure love at theshelterpetproject.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, the Humane Society of the United States, and Maddie's Fund. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. I couldn't speak or walk. 150 over 90, and I had a stroke. This is what high blood pressure sounds like. You might not feel its symptoms, but the results from a stroke are far from silent. Get back on your treatment plan or talk with your doctor to create a plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhpp.org. Head to toe, everything's changed. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. Pitching change for Lake Erie. Robbie Rowland is finished after six-plus innings. For the moment, one run earned on eight hits. Three strikeouts, two walks. He threw 82 pitches, 53 of which were strikes. He is responsible for Axel Johnson at second and Andres Regno at first with nobody out in the bottom of the seventh inning and Gateway trailing Lake Erie 2-1. to one. Rowland is in line for the win at the moment, but that is a precarious situation, and six-foot, 200-pound rookie right-hander Aaron Glickstein is into the ballgame to take over for him. Works against righty batter Eric Jones, who shows bunt very early with Glickstein still set. The pitch, Jones pulls back, takes a slider down and away, ball one. Glickstein in his sixth appearance so far this year, he's 0-1 with an 8.21 earned run average. Seven and two-thirds innings, he has struck out six, walked four. The league is hitting 313 against him. Rookie out of Stony Brook University. The pitch is bunted foul back to the screen by Eric Jones, who is 0 for 2, a ground out and a fly out. And the Grizzlies need him to get this bunt down. Justin Jones has been hitting the ball well. He's on deck, then Dustin Woodcock. This would give Jones an opportunity to tie the game, Justin Jones that is, with an out or give Gateway the lead with a hit. Corners are both in for Lake Erie. 
Johnson leads from second, Regno from first, nobody out. 1-1 pitch, Jones shows bunt, pulls it back and takes down and away for ball two. Two to one crushers. Gateway threatening in the bottom of the seventh to tie or take the lead. Left-hander is warming now in the crushers bullpen and that's JT Perez who we saw Tuesday night in the opener of this series. Glickstein leans in for the sign, now straightens. I'll look to second, Jones shows bunt, here's the pitch. He pulls back and takes low ball three. So this is a big pitch because if it's a strike, it'll be Jones' last chance to get a bunt down, assuming the Grizzlies wouldn't keep a bunt on with two strikes. But if it's borderline, he might want to pull back and take the pitch because obviously Gateway would prefer a walk to a sacrifice. First and second, nobody out. Grizzlies down a run in the seventh. Jones shows bunt on the 3-1 pitch. He drops it beautifully on the third base side. It's fielded by Betancourt. Throw to first is taken by the covering second baseman, MacArthur, for the out. The sacrifice is successful, 5-4. Johnson goes to third, Regno to second. And now Gateway has the potential tying run only 90 feet away, potential go-ahead run only 180 off the plate with one out in the seventh, and Justin Jones the batter. Justin is one for two. Struck out in the third, singled in the fifth, and was caught stealing, and he is going to be intentionally walked to bring up the left-handed batter, Dustin Woodcock, and I would think this means that Dan Roan is going to go to his bullpen for the left-hander, J.T. Perez. Jones is literally walking down to first base. The bases are full of Grizzlies now. Woodcock is coming up, and I'm assuming Roan is just waiting for the official announcement from Grizzlies public address announcer Tom Calhoun. Ah, they're going to leave him out there. I don't really understand that move. I'm not sure there are really any numbers to corroborate. Walking Jones to get to Woodcock is a head scratcher. Not that Jones hasn't hit the ball well in this series. He has been swinging probably a better bat than Woodcock, but Dustin has hit the ball well in his career already. Pitch is taken just low for a ball. He's flied out to left twice tonight. He has three doubles already this year. Really came on down the stretch last season as a rookie, or in 2019. And he's a left-handed batter against the righty reliever. 1-0 pitch. Woodcock swings and misses very late at a letter-high fastball. The other part of it, too, is that we're only in the seventh inning. It's a 2-1 Lake Erie lead. And Dan Roan just put another potential gateway run on base for free. Say Woodcock does rip one in the gap. Now you're down two instead of down one. One and one pitch on the way. Woodcock swings and slices one foul off the left side out of play. I'm a little bit surprised as well that we haven't seen a pinch runner for Andres Regno out at second base. That would mean either Chase Vallo coming in to catch the rest of the game after he caught the last two nights or Eric Jones moving behind the plate, so I can understand why there might be some hesitancy. But Nick Rotola is available on the gateway bench, and that's a big run out at second base. Bases loaded, one out. 2-1 gateway deficit in the seventh, and the 1-2 pitch. Woodcock takes down and away. Two balls, two strikes. A close fastball. Mike Weinstein said no. 
Top of the Grizzlies order, Abdiel Diaz on deck. Glickstein sets, two and two delivery. Woodcock swings and misses late on a fastball and strikes out. First one for Glickstein, a big second out in the seventh inning, and it puts a lot of pressure on the rookie Abdiel Diaz. Bases loaded, two down, seventh inning. Gateway trailing by a run. Diaz has been off to a scorching start as a Grizzly. He is one for three. Couple of strikeouts sandwiching his third inning single tonight. Hitting about 330 for the year. The pitch. He takes a strike over the outside. Switch hitter batting from the left side against the righty Glickstein. He has Johnson, the potential tying run at third. Regno, the potential go-ahead run at second. And Jones, a potential insurance run at first. One strike delivery on the way. Diaz takes just low. One ball, one strike to count. All three gateway runners reached on walks. The first two to Johnson and Regno started the inning issued by Robbie Rowland. He was replaced by Glickstein, who got it out on a sacrifice, then issued an intentional walk to Jones before striking out Woodcock. So bases full with two men out, Lake Erie two and Gateway one. A one ball, one strike count on Abdiel Diaz in the last of the seventh inning. Lickstein leans in low for the sign from Ellison. Straightens and pitches. Swing and a foul off to the left. Out of play. One ball, two strikes. Lickstein who has struggled his last three outings. He's been scored upon each of them. Looking for a big finish to this inning for Lake Erie. One-two delivery to Diaz from Glicksteed. Here it is. Fastball taken low. Two balls and two strikes. If Diaz could work this full, that would be a big boost for the Grizzlies with Andres Regno running at second base as the potential go-ahead run. If he were running on the pitch, it would give him a much, much better chance to score on a clean single into the outfield. Still wouldn't be a guarantee, but it would give him a fighting chance. Two and two pitch. Diaz swings and lifts a fly ball into left. Kraft takes a couple of steps back, settles under it, and makes the catch to end the inning. No runs, no hits, no errors. The Grizzlies leave the bases loaded. We go to the eighth inning. It's still a two-to-one Lake Erie lead on the Grizzlies Media Network. My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. It's important for you to talk to someone about it. I felt so much better after my son told me, Mom, we'll figure it out. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. 
Tom has been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. I was really starting to worry. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. This is the story of a very special woman. Just a few knew about her superpowers. In a matter of seconds, she turned herself into a great mathematician. She masqueraded as a regular person at work, but as a superhero at home. Everyone knows her as Gabriella. I still call her mom. Your hero needs you now, and AARP is here to help. Find the care guides you need to help, complete with tips and resources at aarp.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. We are live outside the home of Joe and Rosie Goddard, where a pretty big tickle fight broke out just minutes ago. Sources say their father instigated the laughter. Let's go inside for a comment. <laughs> Apparently, they have no comment. Dads, let this be a reminder that it only takes a moment to make a moment. Call 877-4DAD411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Lake Erie 2 and Gateway 1 as we go to the top of the eighth inning. The Grizzlies just stranded the bases loaded. They have left six on base now tonight and have only one run from their eight hits. The Crushers, meanwhile, have turned their five hits into two runs. They have left only two on base. Right-hander to right-hander, Jack Jett deals to Steve Passatempo, who takes a fastball high for ball one to begin the visitor's eighth inning. Passatempo is 0 for 2. He reached on a strikeout wild pitch in the third, grounded into a double play in the fifth. 1-0 delivery. He takes high ball two. Jet kind of came off the mound awkwardly, and Andres Regno calls time to go out and talk to him just for a second. Jet seems to be okay. Jet worked a 1-2-3 inning in the seventh. A couple of ground outs and a line out to short. Rookie right-hander in his third appearance. 2-0 pitch. That's a tempo takes low. Three balls and no strikes. A little bit surprised to see him for a second time in this series because I would have thought he'd be a candidate to step into the gateway starting rotation with Sebastian Kise, the Grizzlies opening night starter who uh, picked up an arm injury on Tuesday night going to the seven-day injured list today. 3-0 pitch, pass the tempo, takes low ball four, leadoff walk issued to him. Connor Owings was transferred from the seven-day to the 14-day injured list. But evidently, Jet will not be moving into the rotation because he's pitching for the second time in relief in three days. He threw three innings in his debut on June 4th against Florence, then two and a third on Tuesday against Lake Erie. There is a pinch runner here, by the way, at first base. Lake Erie is lifting past a tempo, and Dylan Jones is going to come in and run for him at first. Saw Jones yesterday. He leads from first, Jones holds him, and General MacArthur bunts one foul on the first base side.
So Justin Jones now holding Dylan Jones at first base. Throw over to first, and Jones dives back. The pitch. MacArthur bunts it up first. Justin Jones comes in to field it. He'll put a tag on MacArthur on his way to first base, and Dylan Jones moves up to second. So a sacrifice, three unassisted. And here comes Sean Dunstan Jr. at the top of the order for the Crushers. With Dylan Jones now at second, one out, two to one Lake Erie in the top of the eighth. Dunstan is 0 for 2 with a walk, a steal, and a run scored. Jet out of the stretch, comes set. And the pitch, taken low for a ball. The pitch, Dunstan takes a low strike. It's one and one. Stephen Kraft on deck. He has reached base twice. The only crusher who can say that, not counting Steve Passatempo, who reached once on a strikeout wild pitch. Dylan Jones, the pinch runner at second base, one out of the eighth, and the one and one delivery to Dunstan is on the way from Jack Jett. Swinging a tapper foul to the backstop. Perez, by the way, is still warming, I believe, in the uh, Lake Erie bullpen. That might actually be a different left-hander, Paul Hall Jr. Looks like it's still Perez, and it is. So he evidently is getting ready to handle the bottom of the eighth when Gateway has a couple of left-handed batters due up to start the inning. Two, three, and four scheduled for the Grizzlies, Prather, Moore, and Rosario. One-two pitch from Jet to Dunstan. Here it is. Slider that bounced in front of the plate, blocked very nicely by Regno, and that holds Jones at second base. Been plenty of action on the base pass the last couple of innings, despite the fact that we haven't had a hit in this game for either team since the bottom of the sixth inning when Ty Moore had a one-out single. Three walks issued to the Grizzlies, one intentional in the bottom of the seventh, and a leadoff walk to Steve Passatempo now in the top of the eighth with Dylan Jones in to run for him. Two balls, two strikes. Here's the pitch. Dunstan pops it foul left side out of play. Remember, the uh, series and the eight-game homestand come to a close tonight. Gateway will be on the road starting tomorrow against the Windy City Thunderbolts up at Ozinga Field in Crestwood. 6.50 Central Time. Brandon Ross will have the Budweiser pregame show for you. Two and two delivery from Jet again. Dunstan swings and grounds one 
mediumly hard at first base. Jet didn't go over to cover. It was taken by Justin Jones rather easily, and he goes to first to beat Dunstan. Had that been a little farther away or farther back of the bag, it could have been problematic with Dunstan's speed. Jones moves up to third. And there are two down now for Stephen Crabb. First pitch tomorrow night will be at 7.05 in the first of three between the Grizzlies and the Thunderbolts. They're hosting Southern Illinois tonight on our Husky Trailways out-of-town scoreboard. That game is 1-0 Miners in the bottom of the eighth. Curveball in for a strike to Kraft. It's nothing in one. Right-handed batter who is one for two, a single, a strikeout, a walk. He has stolen a base and scored a run, also been caught stealing when he was picked off by Jordan Barrett back in the first. Jet throws, Kraft swings and loops a soft liner off the end of his bat at a short right for a base hit. RBI single drives home Dylan Jones, and it's a 3-1 Lake Erie lead in the eighth inning. First time Jack Jett has been scored upon as a professional on a two-out RBI single by Stephen Kraft, who picks up his fourth run batted in of the year for the Crushers. That brings in Carl Ellison. who is one for three. He had an RBI single on the infield in the sixth after he had struck out and lined to left his prior two at-bats tonight. Righty to righty. First one is a fastball taken low for ball one. Elsewhere on that Husky Trailways out-of-town scoreboard, we told you about the day game action with Schaumburg taking the 6-2 win over Joliet. Tri-City won tonight 2-1 at home over New York. Florence leads at home 8-5 over Evansville in the eighth. And New Jersey up 9-7 on the road in Washington in the ninth. The pitch. Swing and a miss by Ellison. It's 1-1. One one. Sussex County also won at home 4-1 over Quebec. Those Western games still in action. Gateway would be rooting for Evansville and Windy City, but both are trailing to Florence and Southern Illinois respectively. One and one offering. Ellison checks his swing on a slider that bounces down and outside. Two balls and a strike. Two down in the top of the eighth. Crafted first after his RBI single that made it 3-1 to one Lake Erie. And there's going to be some pressure on the 2-3-4 spots. Prather, Moore, and Rosario do up in the bottom of the eighth for Gateway, even if the Grizzlies are able to keep the deficit right here. Jet ready. 2-1 delivery. Taken just high by Ellison. Three balls and a strike. Jones holds Kraft at first. Infield plays Ellison slightly to pull. The pitch runs up and in. Ball four. So Jet has walked two in the inning. First and second now for the Crushers with Trevor Achenbaugh, the cleanup man, coming up. There is a right-hander throwing in the gateway bullpen. So we could see a pitching change at some point in this inning, but doesn't look like it's coming yet. Achenbaugh is one for two, a strikeout and a double. He had a sacrifice fly and an RBI his last time in the sixth. 
although that one turned into an unconventional double play. Jet ready, and the pitch. Akinba takes down and outside for a ball. He flied out to Woodcock in center, who threw home trying to get the tagging Stephen Kraft. It was a close play at the plate. The Grizzlies thought they had him. On replay, it looked to me like he did beat it, but a close play for sure. Andres Regno, the catcher, was very unhappy. 1-0 pitch is swung on and missed, 1-1. One one. Cameron Roth came out of the Grizzlies' dugout but to argue, but time had not been called. And Carl Ellison, who was at first base at the time and is first at first base now, took off for second base. Regno realized it and threw him out to end the inning. One and one pitch from Jet on the way. Slider taken down at outside ball two. So it did become an 8-2-6 double play, but it took a long time, and it was accomplished with Cameron Roth nearly standing on the field. He was no more than five, maybe 10 feet at most from the batter's boxes, swinging a foul back by Achenbaugh, two balls and two strikes. Two on and two out, 3-1 Lake Erie in the visitors' eighth inning. But that sacrifice fly by Achenbaugh gave the Crushers the lead at the time, two to one. They've added one in this eighth inning. And now Jet trying to keep it there at two balls and two strikes. The stretch and the pitch. Achenbaugh fists a soft flare at a short setter. Woodcock comes in, it drops in front of him, a base hit. That will score Kraft from second base. Ellison stops at second. It's another two out RBI single for the Crushers. First Steven Kraft, now Trevor Achenbaugh. His second run batted in tonight. And it's 4-1 Lake Erie in the eighth inning. Not a lot on it, but he was able to muscle it out into short center. It was the second hit of the night for Kraft, and it's the second hit of the night for Achenbaugh. Not a lot Woodcock could have done. He couldn't have come in to make the catch, and then when you have a bit of a floater like that one was that's coming down more vertically than a typical line drive base hit on a turf outfield there's very very little an outfielder can do once the ball hits the ground but wait for it to pop up in the air and come back down to him on grass Woodcock might have had a very slim chance of grabbing that ball more quickly and flinging it home pitch to Brody Wofford is taken outside for a ball 1-0 on the big left-hand batting first baseman, who is 0-3 with a couple of strikeouts tonight. But on a turf field, Woodcock really doesn't have a recourse. Jets 1-0 pitch on the way. Wofford fouls it off, left side out of play. Crushers 4, Grizzlies 1. Two insurance runs have scored for Lake Erie in this eighth inning. Two are still out there with two down. One ball, one strike on Wofford, and he takes a curve low. Two balls and one strike. I would think this would be the last batter for Jet. He has thrown 32 pitches. Only 17 of them have been strikes.
the pitch. Wofford pops it up, foul left side out of play. Two balls and two strikes. New Jersey wrapped up a 9-7 win over Washington, by the way, at Wild Things Park on our Husky Trailways out-of-town scoreboard. Pitches take it inside, 3-2. Florence still leads 8-5 over Evansville. That game's now in the top of the ninth. Last wraps for the Otters. And Southern Illinois still up 1-0 on Windy City in the bottom of the eighth inning. Jets payoff. Wofford bounces it to second. Prather comes in to glove it. He flips sidearm to first, and the inning is over. But the Crushers add two on two hits and two left. We head to the bottom of the eighth. The pressure now is on the Grizzlies, who have Prather, Moore, and Rosario coming up. They now trail Lake Erie 4-1 to one on the Grizzlies media network. Man, I love my kids so much. I once sat for three hours in the cold rain to watch her soccer team lose by 18 goals. I love my kids so much. I once used a tube to suck snot out of her stuffed nose at 3 a.m. You win. Love your kids? Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat. From toddlers to tweens, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to find the right seat for their age and size. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. One in three adults has prediabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man, your worst man. You, your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has prediabetes, with early diagnosis, prediabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. My name is Hunter Hayes. I know myself and I know my buzzed warning signs. One shot is about knowing my limits or not necessarily knowing my limits. I start with one shot to have a good time. One of the signs that I'm starting to feel a little buzz is when I start solving not only my own problems, but the entire world's problems. When I know I'm going out, I know I'm gonna start with calling for a ride. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Connecting the dots in your daily life can be a real challenge. You're a mother, an entrepreneur, a coach, a chef, a friend, a manager, even a chauffeur. There's a lot to manage, especially when it comes to money. And it changes every day. At Commerce Bank, we've got the tools and talent to help you. Commerce Bank. Challenge accepted. Visit us at commercebank.com. Member FDIC. by Diaz, he spears it off a hop and throws him out. First base, Andres Regno is absolutely clobbered. High and deep to left, it could go gone. Gateway Grizzlies baseball on the Grizzlies media network. Pitching change for Lake Erie as we move to the bottom of the eighth inning. It's a four to one crushers lead and JT Perez is into the ball game. He takes over for Aaron Glickstein who worked a scoreless seventh inning. He inherited two runners and it did technically allow one man to get on base on an intentional walk, but struck out one, no hits, and did not allow a run to pick up a big hold and keep Robbie Rowland in line for the win. It's still a save-slash-hold situation for Perez, but the lead has grown to three now for the Crushers 
And that is what they hand the six foot four, 225 pound Southpaw from Orville, Ohio, by way of the University of Cincinnati. Perez has no record in his five appearances so far for the Crushers, all in relief. He has a one and a half earned run average. Over six innings, he struck out nine and walked two. The league, though, is hitting 379 against him. And in the spirit of explaining this series, he had a similar outing Tuesday night in his first of the set to what's happened for the Gateway offense tonight in the finale. Pitch to Jay Prather is taken over the outside for a strike. Perez allowed four hits in two innings, but did not allow a run in large part because he didn't walk anybody. He also struck out four. From the stretch, third base out of the rubber, he sidearms in the one strike pitch and it's taken outside for a ball. 2-3-4 for Gateway, Prather, Moore, and Rosario. The lefty batter Prather is two for three, a pair of singles. He has also been caught stealing tonight. Perez ready, and the one and one toss on the way. Prather takes a fastball strike over the inside corner. It's one and two. So Gateway has still out hit Lake Erie, eight to seven, but the Crushers lead four to one. The pitch, Prather takes a slider well down and outside. Two balls and two strikes. So much the same. Perez pitched in the series opener when Gateway lost 11 to six. The Grizzlies scored six runs that night, not a bad number, but they had 16 hits. The pitch. Take in, just off the outside, ball three. Close take from Prather. Gateway has 38 hits in this series. And that's in only 24 innings, not counting this at bat by Prather. Yet they're on the verge of losing the set at home. Payoff pitch. Swing and a line drive over the leap of the second baseman, MacArthur. It just tipped off the very edge of his webbing and squirted loose into short right center field. A single for Jay Prather, and he is on to lead off the home eighth. Big at bat by Jay Prather, who fell behind a ball and two strikes, worked it back full after a close 2-2 take, and singles to right. That is three hits tonight for Prather, who continues to tear the cover off the baseball. He has had multiple hits in all but two of his starts at home so far this year. He has hit in every single one. Last night he had only one hit, but it was a double. Lefty to lefty, the pitch to Ty Moore on the way. He takes a fastball high and tight ball one. And the only other start Prather had in which he was limited to one hit, he also added a sacrifice fly to drive in a run. He leads from first where Brody Wofford holds him on. Infield plays more slightly to pull. The second baseman, MacArthur, is very shallow for a double play situation. What a pitch. More swings and rolls it toward the middle. Scooped up by MacArthur. Flips to second for one. Achenbaugh back to first. A double play that gets more by two and a half steps. Four-six-three twin killing that was made especially easy by MacArthur's positioning. The ball got to him very quickly, rather than if he had been playing deeper like he normally would be. So the leadoff single from Prather goes for Knott. 
Two down, nobody on. Gateway trails four to one in the bottom of the eighth inning. And here is the righty batter, Jose Rosario. He is one for three with a double. Perez deals. Rosario chops it toward third. Betancourt to his left, gets the second off shoulder high, rifles to first and beats Rosario by a step and a half. So Perez allows a leadoff single to Prather, but quickly erases him on a double play and faces the minimum in a scoreless eighth inning. We move to the ninth. It's a four to one Lake Erie lead on the Grizzlies media network. Hey, hon, what you doing with your phone? Taking pictures? No, I'm asking questions. Like what? Hey, Bobo, do flowers have best friends? I'm sorry, I'm afraid I don't know that. Hey, follow me. I want to show you something. Look, flowers do have best friends. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Three, two, one. Oh no. Which button am I? Oh. When every second counts, you can't wing it. Guys, a little help up here? In a home fire, you may have less than two minutes to get out. So make a family home fire escape plan. Then practice home fire drills at least twice a year so everyone knows what to do when they hear. Prepare your family at ready.gov slash fire drill. Brought to you by FEMA, the Ag Council, and Make Safe Happen. To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork. Yeah, I can do this. You go, Karen. By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. Kevin, thinking about retirement? I've thought about it, but it's too late for me to save. With Avvo, a retirement coach, it's never too late. Where can I learn more? Visit aceyourretirement.org today. A message from AARP and the Ad Council. Carlos Vega has escaped the Grizzlies' bullpen. See if you can escape Twisted Key escape rooms in Collinsville. For more information, visit TwistedKeyEscape.com. So Vega is in. He takes over for Jack Jett, who worked two innings out of the bullpen, allowed two runs, both earned on two hits. No strikeouts, a couple of walks. He threw 35 pitches, 19 of which were strikes. And Vega, who would have been scheduled to start tomorrow's game, is in and out of the bullpen. So Gateway now has a couple of openings in the starting rotation. We'll see who's going to start tomorrow. Colton Easterwood was signed this week, and we haven't seen him yet, so it wouldn't be a surprise to see him start one of the next couple of games, or the next three games, I suppose, because Sebastian Kiese will not be eligible to take his start, which would come on Sunday at Windy City because he's on the injured list for at least seven days. Pitch to Connor Oliver. It's a fastball driven in the air high, but not all that deep down the right field line. It's going to go foul and out of play either way. In the end, that ball really did carry it. If it had stayed fair, it might have left the park. It would have been very close in that right field corner where it's only 301 feet 
down the line to the fence toward the Muni Leisure Center hot tub suite. Vega is making his third gateway appearance, the first in relief. 0-1-1 with an 8.3 earned run average. Eight and two-thirds innings. He struck out nine and walked three. The league hitting 342 against him. Now his pitch. Oliver swings and lifts a fly ball off his hands into center field. Woodcock a couple of steps to his left, shuffles back once and makes the catch. So Oliver is nothing out of four. And it brings up Javier Betancourt, who has one hit in three trips. Also hit the ball hard his last time on a line out to short back in the seventh inning. Crushers four, Grizzlies one, one out, and the base is clear in the top of the ninth. Dylan Jones is on deck. He took over as the DH when he pinch ran for Steve Passatempo in the eighth. Right-hander to right-hander. Here it is. Fastball lifted off the end of his bat on a line into left center. Woodcock is over, but lets it drop in front of him for a base hit. That is the second single for Betancourt tonight. Looked like the kind of play, had it been do or die, Woodcock might have sprinted toward and laid out for, but too much of a risk to take at this stage of the game. Down 4-1. to One, one out in Betancourt at first, top of the ninth. And here is Dylan Jones. Left-handed batter waits. Pitches a fastball golf down the right field line that slices out of play. Jones had his first hit of the season in this series. He is one for 21 now. Has not homered. He's knocked in two. Vega spins and throws to first, where Betancourt had a relatively short lead, and he's back easily standing up. Middle infield is double play depth for Gateway. Vega the stretch, he sets at the letters. A spin and another throw to first, and Betancourt is back. Been a lot of pickoff throws in this game. It's a four to one Lake Erie lead. Gateway will have Axel Johnson, Andres Rangneau, and Eric Jones scheduled in the bottom of the ninth inning. Now the pitch. Dylan Jones takes a good changeup for strike two. Not a whole lot is better than a well-placed changeup with good arm action. In fact, they did a study about this. I think it was a year or two ago. Two-strike pitch. Swing and a foul off to the right out of play. And the goal of the study was to determine in Major League Baseball what is the most effective pitching one-two, essentially. You know, you have your stereotypes that you throw a curve away and then you'd come with the fastball in under the hands or vice versa especially to same handedness maybe you throw the fastball in and then a slider that breaks off the plate outside pitch outside one and two on Dylan Jones and so the goal of the study was to try to figure out with data what combinations are thrown back to back the most often and which are most effective and the study found that in the major leagues, the most effective one-two combination of back-to-back -back pitches is two straight change-ups. One-two pitch. Jones swings and misses at an off-speed delivery that bounced in. 
First strikeout for Ragno, the eighth for Gateway Pitching tonight, brought to you by Julie, the Illinois one-call system. Safe digging is no accident. Before you dig, call 811 or go to IllinoisOneCall.com. That's Illinois, the number one call.com. So here is General MacArthur, the righty batter. It is one for two, a single and a sacrifice. Jones holds Betancourt at first, two down, top of the ninth. Lake Erie four and Gateway one. MacArthur swings and misses at an off-speed pitch for strike one. Guys can make careers out of that. You think of uh, somebody like Kyle Hendricks for the Chicago Cubs. Not somebody who's going to break 90 very often. Think about former Grizzly Trevor Richards, now in the Milwaukee Brewers bullpen. The pitch, swinging a pop-up foul, left side out of play, 0-2 on MacArthur. In fact, Richards in his rookie year, when he was a Miami Marlin, and that was in 2018, when he was in the rotation the whole year, or pretty much the whole year, his changeup was uh, rated by some metrics as the second best in all of Major League Baseball, behind only Hendricks. The pitch, taken low, one ball and two strikes. Of course, Trevor has been uh, traded twice now since he's reached the Major Leagues. It didn't take him a long time at all. He made his Major League debut not even two full years after the Marlins signed him away from Gateway. in July of 2016. Then in July of 2019, they traded him along with Nick Anderson to Tampa Bay. Nick Anderson was also a former Frontier Leaguer. One-two pitch. Swing a foul back by MacArthur. And then he was traded with shortstop Willie Adamas to the Brewers in May of this year in exchange for a couple of major league relievers. But Trevor has now made five appearances with the Brewers. 11 total big league appearances this year. He also spent a little bit of time at AAA Durham while he was still with Tampa Bay, but the Brewers have not set him down since they traded for him. 1-2 is instead of throw over to first, and Betancourt is back. Always like that, I would imagine, as a player, going to a team that's trading two guys of your position back the other way. So he knew there would be at least two openings in the Milwaukee bullpen. 1-2 pitch. MacArthur swings and misses over a slider and strikes out. So good work by Vega, who K's a pair of crushers to finish the ninth inning, and Betancourt is stranded at first after his one-out single. Also want to mention, I think we mentioned it the other day, former Grizzly Grant Black in his four shutout innings in his first appearance at AAA Memphis in the Cardinals organization. So uh, all of us are hoping that uh, there might soon be two former Grizzlies bouncing around in the National League Central. And what a story that would be if Grant got to pitch just across the river for the Cardinals. He'd be the first former Grizzly ever to do it. And he'd be pitching for his childhood team, a Newport, Arkansas boy, getting his chance after a couple years with Gateway. Anyway, Lake Erie go to the bullpen. A save situation as we have the bottom of the ninth. It's a 4-1 Crusher's lead. Back after this on the Grizzlies Media Network. Sweet strawberry icing. You're in goodwill and just past that vintage denim jacket you spot. Miniature donut earrings. You lean in. Ah. Oh. That's the scent of shopping success. Because at Goodwill, every item you buy funds local job training and more. So bring home those donut earrings and bring home so much good to your community. Goodwill, bring good home. Brought to you by Goodwill and the Ad Council. 
180 over 111, and I had a stroke. I couldn't speak or walk. 150 over 90, and I had a stroke. This is what high blood pressure sounds like. You might not feel its symptoms, but the results from a stroke are far from silent. Get back on your treatment plan or talk with your doctor to create a plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhbp.org. Head to toe, everything's changed. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. Melissa from Michigan. I work an extra part-time job serving lunch at my child's school, but I still can't afford to put food on our table. Daniel from California. Choosing whether to pay the rent or pay to fix the car to get to work doesn't leave us with much at all. Now we can't even pay for meals. Hunger is a story we can end. End it at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Submarine right-hander Daniel Kite is into the ball game for Lake Erie. A save chance as we go to the bottom of the ninth inning with Gateway trailing the visiting Crushers 4-1. to one. Kite takes over for JT Perez, who earned a hold with a scoreless eighth inning. He allowed one hit, did not strike out anybody or walk a batter. He threw nine pitches, five of which were strikes. And he gives way to Kite, who is making his sixth Crushers appearance of the year, all in relief. No record and no earned run average. Six and a third innings, he struck out six, walked two, and allowed just one hit. The league has an 0.56 batting average against him, and he earned his first save of the year in his last appearance on Sunday in Marion against the Southern Illinois Miners. He did allow a couple of unearned runs in his first appearance of the year back on May the 29th at home against Washington. Works from the third base out of the rubber. Submarines in the first right-handed pitch to the lefty batter Axel Johnson who takes a fastball strike over the outside. Five, six, seven for Gateway, Johnson, Regno, and Jones. Johnson is one for two with a double and a walk. He has twice been stranded at third base. The stretch by Kite and the one strike delivery on the way. Johnson swings and misses at a changeup strike two. The Grizzlies have out-hit the Crushers 9-8, but they trail 4-1 in large part because they've stranded six men on base, five of them in scoring position, including Johnson at third base twice. Rosario and Diaz have also been left at third, and Regno, who's on deck, has been left at second. Two-strike offering on the way. Johnson slaps one foul off the left side into the top of the netting. Axel stays alive. First at bat in a situa situation like this is so crucial. Put a little doubt in the pitcher's mind, a little belief in that home dugout on the third base side. And you never know. 27th out can be the hardest to get. Two strike pitch again. Johnson takes up and away for a ball. GCS Credit Union postgame show will immediately follow that 27th out tonight. And Gateway will head out on the road for 12 of its next 15 after 10 of 13 at home to begin the year. Kite's 1-2 pitch. Johnson pops it up off his hands, foul and out of play behind home plate. Brandon Ross will talk to you tomorrow at 6.50 Central Time from Ozinga Field in Crestwood. 
when Gateway opens up a three-game weekend series with Axel Johnson's former club, the Windy City Thunderbolts. First pitch will come your way at 7.05. Still one ball, two strikes on Johnson. Kite is ready and throws. Johnson bounces it fouled up first. So Johnson is making Kite work, and they always say that the more pitches you see, the better chance you have. I would think that's even more true against an unusual pitcher like Kite, who works from his submarine arm angle. And it gives Andres Ragno on deck and the rest of the gateway hitters a longer look at him. One-two pitch on the way once more. Johnson checks his swing and takes a change up low. Two balls and two strikes. So he has worked a nice at bat here to start the bottom of the ninth inning with Gateway behind four to one. Nobody on and nobody out. And Axel will see an eighth pitch. Kite the stretch and the two and two delivery on the way. Axel swings and tops it softly up the first baseline. Kite off the mound of field. It throws to first, and Johnson is out by about three-quarters of a step. That can be an awkward play for a pitcher, especially one who throws from an unconventional arm angle because he then has to throw the ball overhand for the first time since he came out of the bullpen, maybe for the first time since he might have been warming up at some point early on. It's unusual for those pitchers to throw the ball in a conventional way overhand like that. And that's also an awkward throw considering that Johnson, the runner, is a little bit in the way. But it was, in the end, made well. And there's one away in the ninth inning with nobody on for the righty batter, Andres Regno. Kite delivers, and Regno takes high for a ball. It becomes a lot harder to mount a rally, especially one that requires at least three runs without the leadoff man getting on base. Johnson did what he could. It was a good at bat, but after eight pitches, Kite won the battle. Ragno takes a fastball for a strike over the outside corner. It's one and one. Kite straightens with his sign on the one and one delivery. Andres takes a slider low. Two balls and one strike to count. Eric Jones is on deck. Justin Jones is in the hole if anybody gets on base. And then if two people reach, Dustin Woodcock would be the first Grizzly who uh, could come up, well, the second Grizzly who could come up with as the potential tying run. Ragno with a check swing foul off the first base side, two and two. Could be as soon as Jones if each of the next two men caught on base. But Gateway would love to get Woodcock to the plate as the potential tying run with the power that he has, even if he hasn't been hitting the ball well of late. Two and two delivery. Regno takes a slider low, and it's three balls, two strikes. So a second straight long at bat against Kite. I would think now we would see a pinch runner for sure if Regno were able to get on base just to have better speed out there and try to put pressure on the defense. Payoff pitch. Regno swings and lashes a line drive at his center. Dunstan comes in and dives to make the catch. Sean was tracking it all the way. I think that dive was more so 
just lowering himself enough to make the catch the way he wanted to. He almost caught it falling down more so than going into a full dive. But nonetheless, a really nice play by a really good center fielder. And Regno is the second out. Eric Jones is now the Grizzlies' final hope. He and Justin Jones would have to get on base back-to-back -back here with two out to get Woodcock to the plate as the potential tying run with Gateway down 4-1, to one, two down, nobody on in the ninth. Eric takes high ball one. He is 0 for 2, ground out a fly out and a sacrifice his last time. Infield plays him to pull. The second baseman, MacArthur, is very deep. A good 10 or 15 feet beyond the edge of the infield. He's creeping in a bit now on the pitch that Jones takes outside 2-0. MacArthur is shading Jones a bit up the middle. And even on the pitch is still at least five feet, if not closer to 10, back of the rim of the infield. Outfield is straight away and pretty deep. Kite's 2-0 offering on the way. Jones swings and lines one slicing in a right center field. It's down a base hit. It gets by Kraft and goes to the base of the wall. Jones motors around first and eases into second with his first extra base hit as a Grizzly, a two-out ninth-inning double, and now he gives Justin Jones a chance to bring Dustin Woodcock to the plate as the tying run if Justin could get on base. Unfortunate for Gateway that Regno's line drive was hit as hard as it was and hung up long enough for Dunstan to catch it because this could be a different situation otherwise. Really, all three Grizzlies who have come up in this ninth inning have had good at-bats against Kite. Right-hander to right-hander. He delivers to Justin Jones. Swing a broken bat roller toward the mound. Ticks off Kite's glove to the second baseman, MacArthur. Glove flips to first, and they got him. What a play by General MacArthur to end the ball game. Justin Jones went into a headlong slide to first base. MacArthur had to glove flip from an awkward distance, and he made the play. Eric Eckert saw it all the way, the first base umpire, and called Jones out at first base. What a play by MacArthur to end the ball game. Otherwise, that would have been an infield single for Jones and would have brought Dustin Woodcock to the plate as the potential tying run. Instead, the game is over, and Gateway drops another one. The Grizzlies lose two series and tie another in this homestand. They fall to five and eight after winning only three games out of the eight on this homestand. Be on the road tomorrow, 6.50 Budweiser pregame show, 7.05 first pitch central time against the Windy City Thunderbolts. We'll tell you more about that and take you through the final totals of this game when we get back with the GCS Credit Union postgame show coming up next. Once again, our final score. Lake Erie 4 and Gateway 1 on the Grizzlies Media Network. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. I couldn't speak or walk. 150 over 90, and I had a stroke. This is what high blood pressure sounds like. You might not feel its symptoms, but the results from a stroke are far from silent. Get back on your treatment plan or talk with your doctor to create a plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhbp.org. I had to tell everything's changed. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. Hey, Kevin. Thinking about retirement? I've thought about it, but it's too late for me to save. With Avvo, a retirement coach, it's never too late. Where can I learn more? 
Visit aceyourretirement.org today. A message from AARP and the Ad Council. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <laughs> Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Hi, everyone. Al Roker here. As a guy with his own catchphrase, I appreciate that after 75 years, Smokey's only said, Only you can prevent wildfires. But I'm filling in because there's a lot more to report. Like when it's dry or windy. Be careful burning yard waste, because wildfires can even start in your neck of the woods. Go to SmokeyBear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm your host, Smokey Cole Bear. Filling in for Smokey, because after 75 years of... Only you can prevent wildfires. Turns out there's much more to say. Nearly 90% of wildfires are caused by us humans being careless, dumping our used barbecue coals willy-nilly. Guess the song was wrong. We did start the fire. That's why I respect Mother Nature and her trees, whether coniferous or new car scented. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Back in Sojay where the Grizzlies fall tonight in the finale of a three-game series and eight-game homestand by a final score of 4-1 to of the Lake Erie Crushers. Nate Gatter, Brandon Ross with you for the GCS Credit Union postgame show on the Grizzlies Media Network. Get ballpark discounts with a Grizzlies MVP debit card from GCS Credit Union. Awesome deals available on Grizzlies merchandise and tickets. Visit MyGCSCU.com. That's MyGCSCU.com for details. Lake Erie has won four out of five now after a one and seven start. The Crushers are five and eight with the win. The Grizzlies have now lost four of their last five, and they fall to five and eight. Final totals for the visiting Crushers, four runs on eight hits, no errors, and five men were left on base. For the host Grizzlies, one run on 10 hits, no errors, and seven left stranded. Robbie Rowland got the win with six-plus innings of strong baseball for the Crushers. He improves to 2-0. and oh. Jordan Barrett was the hard-luck loser despite a quality start to fall to 0-2. Oh Daniel Kite got the save for Lake Erie, his second. The game took three hours and three minutes, and it was played in front of 1,008 fans in Sojay. Gateway scored first in the bottom of the fifth inning on an RBI ground out by Andres Regno that scored Ty Moore after the first of his two singles tonight. He was joined in the multi-hit department by Jay Prather for the Grizzlies, who had three singles in this game. Axel Johnson also had a double and a walk. Justin Jones had the same. Lake Erie bounced back with two in the top of the sixth. They needed only one hit to do it after Barrett, and really the only blemish on his resume tonight, walked Sean Dunstan Jr. and Stephen Kraft back-to-back with one out of the sixth, and then they both stole the base. And that put the pressure on the Grizzlies' defense. Carl Ellison drove one in with an infield single to tie the game. And then Trevor Achenbaugh's sack fly made it 2-1 crushers. They added two more in the eighth. Again, a leadoff walk came back to Hurt Gateway and a 4-1 win for Lake Erie. Jordan Barrett went six innings, allowed two runs, both earned on five hits. He struck out seven and walked two. 
87 pitches, 56 of which were strikes. Strongest outing of the season so far for Barrett, who has made back-to-back good starts. This one officially a quality start, his first of 2021, but he takes the hard luck loss to fall to 0-2. Jack Jett allowed a couple of runs in two innings out of the bullpen. Carlos Vega in his first relief appearance after making a pair of starts for the Grizzlies to begin his gateway tenure. Worked a scoreless ninth inning, allowed a hit, and struck out two. So that'll do it for us this evening here from Soje. That's the end of the Grizzlies' eight-game homestand and a stretch of 10 out of 13 at home to begin the year. They now begin 12 road games in their next 15, starting a six-game road trip tomorrow night in Crestwood, Illinois, southwest of Chicago at Ozinga Field, where they will take on the Windy City Thunderbolts at 7.05 tomorrow night. The Budweiser pregame show will begin at 6.50 Central Time. Brandon Ross will have it for you right here on the Grizzlies Media Network. So again, Lake Erie wins it to make it four wins in five for the Crushers, including a series victory, two out of three here in Soge. They improved to five and eight. The Grizzlies have now not only lost the series, but lost two in a row and four of their last five. They are five and eight as well on the season. Final totals once more for Lake Erie, four runs, eight hits, no errors, five left. For Gateway, one run, ten hits, no errors, seven stranded. Roland the win, he's 2-0. Barrett the loss, he's 0-2. Kite the save, his second. Three hours and three minutes, the official time of game. 1,008, 10.08, the paid crowd in Sojay. For my partner, Brandon Ross, to all the rest of us here with the Grizzlies, Nate Gatter saying good night on this Thursday evening. Thanks so much for tuning in tonight and at any point on this eight-game homestand. We hope you've enjoyed tonight's broadcast half as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you, and we hope that we will hear you, see you, talk to you again tomorrow night from Crestwood. Once again, our final score, Lake Erie 4 and Gateway 1. This has been a presentation of Gateway Grizzlies Baseball on the Grizzlies Media Network.